And the motion picture is the most important art film ever devised by the human race. It is the, the art form that creates more empathy than any other. It creates our ability to step out of our own shoes. Welcome to the Great Movies Pod. Usually we'll watch and discuss movies in Ebert's seminal film essay collection, The Great Movies. But not today. I'm Dylan Cuellar. I'm Jana Gardner. <laughs> and we're here today. I don't know why Dylan sounds like he's being held hostage and forced to record this podcast at gunpoint. We can get into that. That's how it felt watching the Avatar in a last second. night, though. But um, hi, everyone. I'm Jana. He's Dylan. And we are here today with a very special guest who's joining us for a special bonus episode. Do you want to introduce our guest, Dylan? Uh, today we have our podcast artist, Scott Brady, here today. Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. How you guys doing? Uh, I watched Avatar last night, so. I am getting progressively more drunk, so I am just <laughs> dandy. <laughs> It's overcome a lot. I of... saw the Dune trailer today, though. That's true. I was gonna say, and and that 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 kind of made my day. We've all overcome a lot to be here today. Scott's had difficulties. Scott's had technical difficulties. Dylan and I watched the Avatar movie. Um, we've all had yeah. our struggles. Um, now Jana's reading Dune right now, but yeah, Scott, Dune. did you ever read Dune? I have not read Dune. No. I, I have oh. been infamously in the process of reading Dune for going on two or three years. Um, I am yep. two-thirds of the way through it. Um, gonna keep going. I'm gonna be done with it before the new movie comes out. I want to be done with it a lot sooner than that because I want to watch the David Lynch movie. Um, but it's it's just been sitting on my to-do list for a long time. I think I... We might do a pot on that David Lynch movie. I yeah. think I watched a review of the David Lynch movie. Yeah. I've watched clips of it. I've watched the trailer for it. I've watched clips of it. it uh... Is that is that the one with the worms that are like <laughs> crawling in the earth? Yes. I mean, it's not Tremors. Don't get it. Tremors is a whole different series of movies about <laughs> right. worms also, which I was confused when I was a kid. There I didn't are know. lots of movies about worms yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, but but you have to remember that Dune has spice. That's the thing about Dune. There's spice and worms. There's a whole bunch of other complicated political sci-fi mumbo jumbo. I barely remember any of it. But all you need to remember is there's spice and there's worms. Yeah, that's what you need to know. <laughs> all right. Well, today, in actuality, as you might have guessed from some of the intro, uh, we are talking about Avatar, the Lost Urbander, mm -hmm. the adventures of Unk, Katera, Soka, Zucko, Uncle Iro, and their animal friends, Uppa and Mamo. <laughs> Mamo. Uh, yeah, so what we're here to do today is talk about the television program, Avatar The Last Airbender. It hit Netflix this summer, prime pandemic uh, binge-watching time. Dylan and Scott had both seen it before and did binge rewatches. I had, as is my reputation on this podcast, I had never seen it before. So I watched <laughs> it for the first time um, and then... Uh, unfortunately allowed myself to watch the M. Night Shyamalan live action film uh, adaptation as well. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the show and our thoughts on it and our thoughts on the adaptation and just general <laughs> Avatar chat. Yeah, this was my fourth? Yeah, fourth time wow. that I watched through. I watched it I watched it all the way through when it was first on Nickelodeon from 2006, 5, something like that, through 2008, I think. 
And then I rewatched it again just on like cable reruns. Um, there was a channel that was just called Nicktoons that was like old reruns of Nickelodeon. And they did a rerun of Avatar where they added like a special, not like director commentary, but like captions actually on the mm. episode. And then oh, wow. I watched it a third time after that when I first bought it on DVD. And then I just watched it this fourth time. Wait, so. when you say they added things, do you mean like little like trivia facts? Was it like pop-up video, yeah, but for Avatar? Were, yeah, they were like pop-up trivia okay. facts. Okay, cool. Sounds That's awesome. I'd watch that. So just some overall thoughts on this show. Um, I want to start with mm-hmm. Jana. What did, what did you think overall on the show? I liked it. Um, I don't know how much we've talked about this in the podcast. I'm not a huge animation person. I don't really seek out a lot of animated uh, films or TV programs. Uh, well, there's some exceptions. Like I, you know, I, I like a huge Bob's Burgers fan, and you know, I, I love, I love yes. a good Pixar movie just like anybody else. Like Bob's I'm not, Burgers is lovely. It's the best. I've it's been doing so a whole. Good. That's this whole tangent. I've been doing a whole Bob's Burgers rewatch too. It's just it's the best. <laughs> um, but no, I, I just don't normally. I don't. It's a tiny portion of what I watch is animated stuff. Um, so I'd never checked out Avatar, even though it had been strongly recommended to me for years and years by you know tons of my friends. Um, and then, yeah, with it hitting at Netflix and being back in the conversation, decided to check it out. And it was good. It started, definitely for me, started off a little <clears throat> slow. Um, took a little while for me to sort of get, like, I mean, not that there's not good episodes at the beginning, too, but to really get invested in the characters and the story uh, at, as it went along. I got more invested, and then by the end, I was more into it. Book one is a little rough, yeah. I would say. Yeah, it's just, it's it's throwing a lot at you. I mean, this is like a whole, you know, fascinating concept of a, of a world, um, but it's sort of a lot to <laughs> throw at you to keep up with and who's who and the tribes and where are they and what are the rules and all the history. Um, and then it's, mm. and it's super, super episodic, which it's fine. It's, I mean, it's also, it's a kid's show. Like there were every once in a while, this is sort of another thing that's just always going to be a bit of like, uh, wall for me is to be like this is a program for children and I am an old person <laughs> it's not for me um, but even even with that I still yeah once I got into it and once especially book two season two um, was a lot more uh, my speed yeah it's a less episodic yeah, that's exactly. for sure at least kept me like wanting to keep watching episodes not just like watch one and be like nah it's good and so I would actually start watching like two or three or four at a time because I wanted to see what was going to happen next. Yeah, book two is really kind of the hook of the series. Once you get about, what was it, like I think three or four episodes in, whatever the Blind Bandit episode was. Mm-hmm. That's always, it, it kicks yeah, off. Yeah, it just, it kind of takes off from there and just goes and each episode rolls into the next one. And it, it right. goes from episodic to like a truly like serialized nature. And it's just, it's really strong. Yeah, and the other thing that's funny, too, is that just how much has changed. You know, like you said, this premiered in 2005. It went from 05 to 07, so we're more than 15 years beyond when the show premiered. And so, like, each episode or each season is 20 episodes long, Um, and I don't think that would be the case now. I mean, they're half-hour episodes. They're easy to watch, whatever. Um, But it's still, when I went to sit down and start watching it, I was like, oh, 61 episodes? Like, this is this is a whole chunk of story. They got a lot of time and a lot of episodes to tell this story, which means, especially in that first season, there's a lot of filler. There's a lot of just, yeah. you know, stories for story's sake, which it can be entertaining. Um, 
but a little, little slow at the start. I think it really just depended um, on what they focused on. I think, like, the episode where they meet, uh, crap, you guys might have to remind me of his name, but the Firebender Master. Zhang Zhang. That, Zhang Zhang, yes. Where they meet Zhang Zhang, I think that's a really good filler. That's a really it, strong episode. It, yeah, I like that one. It just shows, It's like, able to provide a lot for Aang. Because mm-hmm. um, he really doesn't get over, like, not wanting to firebend until, like, the very end of the series. Right. And if, Literally. And if, uh, if book three hadn't been as... I don't want to say rushed, but just, like... I don't know how to put it. Like, it was... It definitely, it kind of lost that serializing. It it felt like it jumped around a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they, they, like, they basically did one episode where it's like, oh, Aang can firebend now. And <laughs> But that episode is dope. No, it's it's a fantastic yeah. episode. The, that whole, the whole episode with the sun people and the dancing dragon uh, mm-hmm. was super cool. And it kind of the, the climax for Zuko's redemptive arc. Like, it was all really good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, just, it felt like they probably could have, Book three felt like it probably could have been broken up into two books, and I'm, I'd be curious to know if that was kind of the early stages of Nickelodeon meddling with it that you saw more of with Korra behind the scenes. But that's that's probably another story for another podcast. Oh, Korra! Um, if Jan ever watches Korra, we're gonna have a yeah. Korra I'm I'm definitely because... I am definitely gonna watch Korra. Um, I've only I've only watched now, the then. first season of it. Um, I've seen like I, I know what happens, and I've seen chunks of books two, three, and four, but I've only watched the first book all the way through of Korra. Yeah, Korra's actually the one Korra... that I had like more recommended to me. I think people thought more that just based on the kinds of stuff that I'm normally into, like Korra, they're like, yeah, Korra's yes. probably the one you're gonna like. <laughs> Um, but I had also been yeah. told there was just no universe in which I should try to sit down and watch Korra without having seen Avatar. Um, so, well, Korra, the way I feel like they kind of approached Korra similarly to how, and uh, probably not the most apt comparison at this moment in time, but it's it's similar to how J.K. Rowling approached the latter Harry Potter books. Sure. Whereas the characters got older and the people reading the books got older. Right. They were growing up with the characters, so the books got darker. They get and darker mature. and more adult kinda, themes, yeah. I kind of felt like that was the same thing with Korra. Right. Like, for me, I was 12 when Avatar first came out, and then by the time Korra came out, I was, in, I was well into college. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely that gap from, like, peak weeaboo teeny bopper scott to like slightly <laughs> less weeaboo but still weeaboo adult scott so there's there's definitely a gap there and it felt like the show kind of made that leap with me mm-hmm. that makes one, sense. one thing about the show also is they planned on only doing one season of it yeah they were only gonna so do the... one season of cora and then nickelodeon saw the dollar signs and was like no we want more <laughs> so then they made book two and they were like oh this is really gonna be the end and they're like actually no we still want more so then they made <laughs> books three and four A- after, from what after I understand, that are pretty yeah. well connected and yes they are they feel one and two are yeah, are kind of separate and all over the place and then three and four are much more connected and but there was still some weirdness that happened within those, from what I understand, too. So Yeah, for me, I think, though, the um, Korra books get better and better each yeah. one. Which I think is a bit of a of a, um, a hot take, because most people think book two of Korra is, like, by far the worst. Hmm. It's not great, 
but there's some stuff in it that works for me. Um, anyway, so going yes. back to Avatar. Um, so the plan is for about the first half-ish, maybe a little bit more though, um, we're going to be going through the movie, talking about the movie, and kind of bringing it back to the show itself. Uh, <laughs> and then in the latter half-ish... <laughs> I'm not ready. And then in the... La- <laughs> In the latter half-ish, we're going to be going through books two and three and just discussing how they decided to carry the story on from there. And we should make some predictions on how we might have assumed uh, M. Night Shyamalan would have done it Yikes. if he was still had the money. So you know what's interesting about the movie is the movie made a decent amount of money. It made a decent amount of money. It wasn't yes. a flop. Like it. So, it so was... I feel like I have to tell the story about, because I've only seen the movie once, and I went and saw Good. it in theaters when it first came out. Mm-hmm. You're so, part of the problem. <laughs> so, so I went and saw it with, with my best friend from high school, and, oh, hey, there's the train. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. That's fine. Um, anyway, so Bossing say. he was the president of our high school anime club. Yes, I know. Very Just cool. Very cool. It. So he So it was like us, and there was probably like 20 kids all together that ended up going. It was a pretty decent group. And we went solely for the purpose of basically mocking this movie because we knew going in that it was going to be an absolute train wreck um and now did you know that from the trailers or did you know it from the reviews i remember i remember watching the first teaser trailer of it and if i recall it was like it like showed like all these like crazy landscapes and then it like went into the air temple and you saw ang and then he like air bended yep. and then like, I, I i know this visually yeah. like so like, i remember seeing that and i was like okay like it, it looked like visually it looks pretty neat it could be cool and then it, like i can't remember if i just had heard early reviews or if i just saw more of the trailers and i was just kind of like eh. and i think just the whole idea from the get-go of I mean, this was before you had, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe exploding like it did. And, you know, all these different other studios trying to copycat that. And you had some of these Mm -hmm. directors who came up and basically made careers out of making these cinematic franchises. So with that not being established, it it just it felt so strange to have M. Night Shyamalan of all people. You know, who's made straight off of Lady in the Water who, and the Happening. Who in my who in my opinion has made one good movie and even that movie was kinda like mm. You don't like the Sixth Sense? Okay, which one? I mean like like I think when it came out the Sixth Sense was really good, but like in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, when everyone knows what happens, it's like, oh, he sees it's dead people. Still so scary to me. I'm a wimp, but that movie freaks me out. <laughs> I don't know. I might just be dead inside. I I was. I thought Split was also pretty good, actually. I I liked. I actually. I take that back. I liked. um, What was the one that came before? The visit. Um, Or glass. No, not not glass was pretty bad. Um, That's after the 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 first. Then it was Avatar, The Haunting, Lady in the Water, Village, Signs. the, The one that was part of. The, the, the one that was part of the same, I guess, trilogy as Split and Glass with uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. 
I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, people like Unbreakable. I yeah. haven't seen it. It was pretty solid. So yeah, I take that back. He's made like one and a half. I kind of like. I kind of like the visit. Um, it, which is I like his it. Blumhouse horror movie that's yeah. like sort of found footage documentary style. Um, it's 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 very humble in its ambitions, which I think works for him. It's the opposite of what he did in Avatar. I, just, it's I feel like that's where... very small, and I think that was the right yeah. choice I just remember him. when The Village came out, that was when I was first, like, really starting to get online and poke around in chat rooms, and, like, people were people so People were mad, mad about, about that, that movie. movie. <laughs> people were so mad. Like, that's, that's my strongest memory of that, too. Um, not, not online, but, like, in real life because I went and saw that on the in theaters like opening weekend I had a friend who really wanted to go and so we went to see it in opening in theaters um and the the funny thing for me about that movie is one during the like there's like this cold opening scene it's pretty creepy um it's like a funeral um and my friend like leaned over to me and called the twist in the opening scene like and she was like <laughs> like literally like nothing had happened yet the characters were walking around and her her theory because she was a she uh, end up going to school to be a costume designer. Um, and she like looked at the costumes and she's like, this isn't right. Here's what I think is happening. And I was like, and then as soon as she said it, I was like, well, damn it. That's, that's what this whole movie is going to be about now. Um, but I will say that movie also scared the crap out of me. Like, I think it is, it has a lot of jump scares. It has a lot of Adrian Brody just doing some apps. Oh, Adrian Brody <laughs> makes choices. I, yeah. Um, but there, there's, but that's always Adrian. Brody. Yeah, there's some there's some good like some of the like the creepy st- imagery I think is good and creepy. But no, that movie just yeah. And then I yeah, all I remember coming out of it was people being furious walking out of the theater, like being furious. Um, <laughs> the other thing I remember about that is the uh, the robot chicken sketch. Oh yeah, where it it, it was like a two second gag that was part of a, a whole series where they were talking about bad plot twists in movies. And the woman's just like, hello, I come from a village where we think it's 1886. I'm looking for a, a, a medicine for my sick husband. And she's, like, walking around in the middle of the road. And then she gets, like, run over by a car. <laughs> and then, like, she, like, uh, um, she, like, she's, like, still, like, you know, like, cartoon flat pancake person on a road. She's, like, still alive. And she's like, that was a really weak twist. And then, like, the car pulls over, and it's M. Night Shyamalan dressed up as a park ranger, and he's like, yeah, sorry about that, folks. And that, that's the whole step. God. That sounds like Robot Chicken. Um, interestingly... I'm going to say, what the, happens at the end of that movie is that M. Night Shyamalan does have a role of himself well, as a has, park ranger at he, the end of the movie, yeah. just he, to, like, show up and be like, ha He, has, he has, and we'll talk about this more with Avatar, but he, ha- he has cameos in, like, all his movies, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Like uh, in, pretty uh, mu- almost all, yeah. In uh, uh, what was the other really shitty one I watched when I was a kid? Um, signs. Yeah, signs. He's the guy who ran over. Uh, uh, what's his yeah, face? who wife. killed yeah. uh, Mel Gibson's wife in the yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Signs was my college roommate's favorite movie, so I've seen Signs so many times. <laughs> she oh, had, also she had, signs. She had questionable taste. Sorry, Signs also a baseball movie. Oh, Signs is definitely a baseball movie. Big time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good point. So the interesting thing about this uh, is, unlike you two at least, I hadn't seen the show when I saw the movie. That's crazy. I didn't even know it was a show when I saw the movie. Oh, you poor bastard. Did did it make any sense? Like, could you have any... No. No, I wouldn't Okay, this was the other thing. When I was in... I saw it first when I was in middle school. And uh, I saw it, 
Um, it, when I was in middle school, I, for lunch, I would go to the room, uh, the special ed room where all the kids with autism were, and I would just kind of like hang out with them because they didn't have anyone, they didn't get to eat with anyone, and I didn't have any friends. So uh, one day for lunch, like every, once a month, they would put on a movie, and that time they decided to put on Avatar The Last Airbender. And I was just like, hey, let's watch this movie. Sure, I heard it was kind of bad, yeah. but kind of like, I was like, should be funny, though. It's not funny. No, it's it not. Is, it, like, it's just bad. You know, I know. And I held out hope until the actual last second that it was going to be, like, fun bad. No, it's not um, even that. Yeah. And no. pretty much with, at, with, like, the opening titles, I was like, oh, no, this is not going to okay, be fun so that's, bad. It's, like, incompetently it's, made. It, 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 it makes the room oh. seem like it has more... <laughs> design yeah, and I, purpose behind it i made the comment to you guys like i've seen the room twice i enjoy i mean the room is like is is fun because you know it, it's a horrendous movie but it's yeah. it's so silly and it's going for it at least sink. right yeah. this was this was not there i didn't get anything out of it i, <laughs> this, I didn't this wasn't get, like a, i'm laughing so hard because of how bad it is i'm like this movie is making was, me violently angry bad right it just made me like it made me question the, the skill and taste and choices of everybody involved. <laughs> it, so um, it yeah, it made me like lose respect for people that I thought I liked. It was a uh, so don't do depth do we, like that. Do we want to talk about the specifics of the movie a little bit yeah. and then maybe dive into the yes. show? So yeah, how it compares. So I, I, what uh, Jana mentioned with the opening uh, narration, it's again. I, I think the best way to describe it is they have such a good like platform to go off of which is katara opens every episode with the own narration and in the very first one it's extended to give all the backstory you need um it's a very solid narration Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting it's quick yeah and it's they took like five fucking minutes to explain everything and nothing at the same time and that's the crazy thing and the mispronounce thing everyone's name mispronounce everything the thing the, the choice that literally made me thought there was something wrong with my like copy i was watching on netflix was also so it opens up with like just silently showing the benders and then going as opposed to having the narration like i think it's pretty iconic right the opening yeah. narration and she's talking and it's like fire water and it's like over instead we just sort of everything see the weird the bending thing that. yeah and then it it just is done so awkwardly, well, and, and the, yeah. And the bending looks so weird. In it it looks so weird. Like, 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 and like and how the firebenders like can't actually create fire; they have to have like a source of fire within oh, the reach. Yeah. It's so dumb. Like, Do, like I remember when when uh, Zuko is like, there's a part in the movie where I think when he, it's at the end when he's like fighting Aang at the Northern Water Village, he like. He's like, oh, Aang, I gotta fight you. Let me just stick this giant fucking torch right in the ground and then do, like, a flying jump kick into it to shoot fire at you. It's so, just the the logistics of it are so silly and dumb. And then the thing that I really didn't, like, become more conscious of until I was older was just the fact that, like, they took a show where there's basically no white characters in Avatar. Everyone is either some like based off some like uh asian descendants whether it's chinese korean japanese each nation was kind of based mm-hmm. on like a different pocket of asia and then you have the water tribe characters that are kind of like inuit slash indigenous mm-hmm. people so they were like hey you know what we should do let's cast 
all of the Asian people and people of color and indigenous people as white people, except for the bad guys who were going to mess up their race and cast them as, yeah, like Indian and like just, it's bad. It's really bad. I'm pretty sure M. Night just like called up, like hit all of his extended family and was like, hey, you want to roll as a Fire Nation baddie? Here you go. Here's a helmet that doesn't fit and a costume that fits worse. Helmets do not fit. Um, I, I don't know if they felt empowered to do that because, I mean, like, so the a lot of the voice actors are white, right? Like in the animated series, yes. um, you know, and, and which is one of those things where I mean, hot, hot topic. This has been very much in the news, and you know, this is something that people are becoming sort mm-hmm. of very co- conscious of somewhat overnight in 2020. Has been like, oh, maybe we should not just have only white people voice you know it's great to have an animated series full of diverse characters maybe don't only hire we should hire more them. black voice actors other than phil lamar exactly yeah that's like, give, true give some oh my god phil lamar's and fucking everything great, but yeah no, he's fantastic. oh i love yeah. Phil but yes um and so i don't know if they send my check i don't know if, i don't know if they felt empowered because of that like i don't so i don't know if they're just like well people won't care or if they just thought people wouldn't care at all. I like, really, I know. really think it was just incompetence, honestly. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly don't think that they were trying to be quote unquote purposely malicious. I think they were just no. stupid. They just didn't I, know what they were doing. Because they also just cast like just terrible actors. Well, just I terrible. remember the kid <laughs> so that they bad. cast as Ang. Yeah. I, I remember reading at the time he was like karate champ from yes. Texas. Yeah. So, yes. You know what we need to do? We need ten-year-old Chuck Norris because that's yeah. what this movie needs. But even like, but the I kid was like, uh... even ten-year-old Chuck Norris would have made this more interesting because he probably would have like had a full-grown mustache and back had some hair. intensity, yeah, <laughs> and a cowboy hat. It well, would have been great. This this is something that we talked about in the Armageddon pod, which is: is it easier to teach miners to go into space <laughs> or uh, astronauts, astronauts to mine? To mine? Is it um, easier to teach it actors? It feels like to... it'd have been easier to just teach an actor to to, to do some bending right i mean because the thing is the bending doesn't look good in the movie anyway no, it looks like no it's like bad. it's and it's i really don't bad. know and i it does make me wonder like what any can you do a live action version of this and not look silly like is there a way well, to do the live action bending and not have it i mean it's always probably well, and then, and i mean that's, that's a problem Tough. that you have with a lot of franchises like this like yeah. i have as Anyone who knows me, and you guys both know, I have spent far too much time consuming Dragon Ball media of all shapes and forms, whether it sure. be manga or Do video bring games up Dragon Ball or Z movies. I have never seen Dragon Ball Evolution. I have never watched it, and I never will watch it. Oh, I it forgot about that. I hadn't thought about that. It, it, it's the worst it, it, movie. It, 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 ba- it absolutely bastardizes one of the most influential, like, mediums on my life practically and it one of the things that that movie i think shows to an extent part of it they just they made a really bad movie so i'd be curious to see what like someone who actually knows what the fuck they're doing can do with the property especially in a post avengers world where like you know they can make like giant starships and you know like captain marvel and stuff out of nothing and make it look cool (laughs) but anyway um what i think that showed and i think this is part of the same issue you have with avatar especially at that point in time i don't know if the technology was there to make it look how it needed to look to be 
I guess, realistic to, to look like what yeah. they convey in the show. And the other thing, too, when they were putting together Avatar, um, the creators uh, were, they based each form of bending off of an actual form of kung fu, right. basically. Yeah, I don't know if it was arts. kung fu specifically or if it was just different forms of martial arts. No, air is tai chi, fire is kung fu, karate, I think uh, Earth is Kung Fu and water is tight. That I, I, I'd have to look at it because it was they were all specific forms. Like it wasn't even like yeah, but whatever. But, whatever, but whatever. anyway, because that's the thing the the bend like not even just like the special effects of the bending, but just like the movements that actors make. Like it doesn't it doesn't look natural or like actual fighting stances. No. It's just like oh, wait my arms and. <laughs> like fire is gonna come out and just it, the the best it one looks so bad is the best one is when they're in the uh, Earth Kingdom uh, prison colony and there's like these four or five rock benders that like stomp 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 and then just start waving their arms yeah everywhere. I remember and this one little rock starts Earth, to Earth, <laughs> slowly towards the fire bend. Earth bending in particular looked really bad i don't know why yeah. that one of the of the four didn't translate the i i guess it's just because there's like giant chunks of rock that you basically have yeah. to throw around if you're not doing it in cd but it just it looked like ass yeah the water bending too was kind of limited I mean, by they, the fact that you have bad. to have yeah these like water globules sort of flying yeah. around that just look so and it's already so hard to animate water yeah and they don't uh, pull it off nope no, I thought the for me actually the one that was worst was air, um, because at least in the show you could like draw air. Right, you could. And sort of this see one is just like kind of like solution. things kind of like move yeah. indiscriminately. Yeah. The other problem stuff. with air is that it's like largely this kid doing it, and he just looks so silly. Like he just, and I'm sure he's a very good martial artist. I don't exactly. think he's like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Scott going out with. I mean, I don't know. Pirates. I am not. I, I don't care no if he's expertise. a karate champ of Texas. He like, <laughs> I, and and maybe it was just bad direction, but he he didn't look like a kid Probably. that was actually that actually had a background in. No, and, he didn't. That's what was so strange. And that and, and that might just be me being like a, a kung fu junkie, but like he, he really didn't look like someone. And and I don't know if he like. And I, I don't know how. Like, if, if he's a karate champion, per se, I would assume he's won some level of tournament. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, like I mean, like, like uh, 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 what's his face? Uh, the the kid in uh, the Karate Kid movies. Uh, I can't even remember his name. The original that, kid, Ralph Macchio? Yeah, Ralph, or, Ma- yeah. Oh, yeah. Ralph Macchio in the Karate Kid looked more convincing than yeah. this kid did. And teach actors how to that's not exactly a compliment <laughs> he, okay just just to correct the record um noah ringer um was in a taekwondo uh they competed in taekwondo um, uh, okay tournaments his first taekwondo tournament was the world championships in arkansas and he won first place in every category he competed so in. that's that's part of the problem then because the so I, I pulled it up. Each form of bending is based on a Chinese form of Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, obviously there is some crossover with different forms of martial arts, but there's, like, Taekwondo is not Kung Fu. They're not, like, 
Like mm-hmm. wa- water bending is tai chi. Uh, hungar is earth bending. Um, uh, the northern Shaolin style of kung fu was fire bending, and bagua was air bending. Oh, bagua. That's yeah, right. and then um, I guess Toph specifically used the Chugar Southern praying mantis style because Toph's a badass. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Toph. But, Thank God. Yeah, the the movie didn't Thank have God. any of those. Things. M Night never got to Toph. Yeah. I remember there was a joke one of my friends made was that they thought that Toph's name would have been Toph. Oh, 100%. 100%. With the way they're using the O's with Soka. So. It's just. Like, I mean, it's just inexplicable, right? Like, it's not like they're adapting a book where no one's really sure how the names are pronounced. Like, your only reference for this is audio. Everyone knows, everyone can hear how these things are pronounced. It's, It's bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the movie. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that comes up after the narration, though, it says book one, which I found explicably hilarious. Yeah, they clearly for, made this with sequels in mind. For a hot second, I got very worried, and I, I had forgotten that it was just season one. I'm like, are they about to go through book one, book two, and book three in this movie? Because when I saw the book one, I was like, wait, what? Oh, that would have been a I, train wreck. I, I mean, they... <laughs> They tried made to squeeze it... all three books into like an hour and a half movie. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh. Okay. Here's here's the thing: is this movie's coming out at the time, or just about the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter came out. So I think what the studio was trying to do is say, they these other studios have their big fantasy property. Let's make our big well, fantasy that's, property. That, I mean, that's still an issue you're seeing today. People are trying to yes. create the next Harry Potter, and mm-hmm. even the Harry Potter franchise is failing in that currently. So yeah. that gives you an idea of how oh my well God, really badly. I haven't seen any um, of those movies. I was the world's biggest Harry Potter fan, so like, the, which I know, again, it's tough first, to admit in 2020, but like, I won't watch the, the first, Fantastic Beasts The movies. first Fantastic Beasts wasn't bad. It's not... It is bad. It's it's not great. I thought it was like... It's horrible. I thought they, it was mediocre. It, but they, they were, lost you? You had no time were, for Grindelwald's crimes? There were parts of it I liked. Um, I really like... Uh, Shit, uh, was Eddie Redmayne the name mm-hmm. of the guy who played the lead? Newt Scamander. I, I, I really liked his take on the Newt, Newt Scamander character. Sure. Um, I liked the chemistry between him and the, uh, or the lack thereof, I guess, between him and the uh, the other female character, and then the uh, the <laughs> the other guy and the the pink lady, the the like the lady with the. They were the best part they, of the they, movie. They, they were fantastic. And then, they but see, good. that was part of why Crimes of Grindelwald was so awful. I, I don't know. Have either of you seen Crimes of Grindelwald? No, and I will not. Yes. So, oh, God. So, so Dylan knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so they so they, they managed to ruin that one good thing and then ruin everything. Like, Rowling got to a point where I really think she, like, entered this fugue state where she was channeling, like, like strong prequel George Lucas energies where she's mm-hmm. just trying to rewrite a lot of stuff. And, and I mean, this yeah. is before you even get into, like, her, like, actual bad opinions that she made very right. vocal over the last, right. you know, 14 yeah, years. Yeah, there's, she's made enough, like, in-universe bad decisions to yeah. hold against her before you even get to just her, like, egregiously Jeez. awful personal beliefs. Like, oh. she's, she's made enough bad decisions as an author that I'm, I'm done with her at this point. It's, like, it, yeah, it's, I, I think what it is is it's just an example of giving 
Because a lot of times it's good when a creator has all the control and all the power to do what they want with their right. but their then you properties, but then get you end up with George stuff Lucas like this. in this. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think I think to your original point, you're exactly right, which is there's just been so many attempts at these failed fantasy like yeah. YA, you know, Golden everyone Compass. wants the next yeah, uh, everyone Lion wants to Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. I think right. they, got, they got like they got three, yeah, they got three of those, that. and they Somehow. keep threatening to make the fourth. They keep threatening. It's like every year they're like, maybe now's when we do Silver Chair. They're never uh, gonna do they it. They did. Uh, does Bridge to Terabithia fall into that? Category? No, that's just one kind book. Of? That's just that's just a yeah. That's just one book. Yeah, but no, that's it's more like uh, the, that movie's really good. It's, it's more like um, what's the Allegiant? Agree. That the oh, yeah. whatever those are divergent the divergent series Percy Jackson yeah. and the lightning. Percy Jackson oh that was the worst um, I don't know. yeah that was bad. yeah the lightning thief yeah because you had you have your Harry Potters you have your Twilights and you have your Hunger Games oh, which God, first of all are all based on very popular and and huge bestseller books like you know like them or don't like them they're based on like hugely popular bestseller books. And I guess, like, the Divergent series must have been books and things. And what's the other one? Maze Runner? Yeah. There was Maze Runners for a while. Um, there's true. an endless well of these things. But you can't, like, lightning striking the, the twice. With... You're not going to get Harry Potter or Twilight Meanwhile, again. there's not. never been a good Redwall movie made. And it's just That's sitting true. there ready to be adapted. So yeah. much material. The, the thing... The thing with all those movies, though, is they know they have a lot of material to get to, and so they provide a two-plus-hour movie. Right, mm-hmm. they don't... Which could still not work, because a lot of them right. suck. Right. But it knows that it needs to have a lot of time to mm-hmm. tell a lot of story, and this movie did not realize nope. that. They, and so they told 10 the first hours 30 of story minutes, in a... Nice segue, by the way. Yeah. And so the first ten minutes, the first like twenty minutes is the first three episodes. The last half is the last two episodes. Yeah, the the pacing Everything was all over. The, the pacing was all over the place. Packed it was in. so bad. And the only episode they explicitly do is the imprisoned episode, which is a terrible episode. Yeah. And can be done via narration or expository dialogue. God damn yeah. it! What the fuck were they thinking? Anyway, um, so the movie opens, and um, I think this is an important thing to mention. This is one of the main reasons why the to the adaption failed for me, which is um, Sokka. Yeah, I mean, in a Twilight, um, Jackson Mountbone over here. None of the characters really acted or no. were what they were supposed to be. But yeah, Sokka in but, particular. But, but at least egregious. Dev Patel, at least Dev Patel was mad. At least Iroh was nice. And old. But it wasn't Iroh. And old, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't like chubby, happy Iroh. No, but at he, least was, he, was he was kind nice. of like, yeah, he was like middle aged. He was kind of like fully formed book three Iroh at that point. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Let me. That was the best. <laughs> do you know? Let me pull up the actor, Sean Tube or Sean mm-hmm. Tobe. Do you know what else you've seen this guy in? Something where he head. was a white guy playing a not white guy, like in this movie. <laughs> he's there. He's Iranian. Yes. Yeah, he is. He is Iranian. Yeah. Um. He is uh the guy in Iron Man who. Yes, builds a that's what I did. Oh, know that was he's, him. He's Ho Yinsen. Yeah, Yinsen. He's Yinsen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He he's is so much better in that. And I mean, Iron Man is like. He gets one more of my, to do. It's, it's it's a very similar performance though. Yeah. That eh, yeah, that's actually pretty true. But 
don't know. I, Iron and Man, not that the it... difference is, is like Iron Man is like one of my five favorite movies ever, and <laughs> this movie is not. And also, Iron Man's a good movie. A piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, he's definitely not given, like Jana said, no, a lot yeah. to work no, with. No, barely anything. I, I think it. it he was one. He and Dev Patel were like the two actors that I didn't actively hate. Oh, I hated Dev Patel in this. I thought he was so bad. I don't. I. He had the right. I mean, yeah. No, he was angry. He was like angry, sort of sulky Zuko. But like, but it was even more in, of like an angsty, like it was too obnoxious, angsty. angry. Even in book one, I can't believe you could say that about Zuko. Even, even in book one, there was some spark there there's something about zuko even in the book even in book one where like the thing with zuko was he always he always had this sense of like you know his his honor his you know nobility his you know the weight very they they don't really play that pride and how he carried himself and right his his pride i I think that's the difference and and they don't you don't get that at all with this portrayal of the character he's He's just just, he's like sulking the entire time and i know zuko can be like that but he's just like 16 and like basically (laughs) performing dialogue of like uh um old fallout boy songs and it's just like a mess it's true and his energy was just like oh it was just bad i and i I love Deb. I thought he looked great. I, I think he could. This could have been. I thought good. his scar looked like crap. It oh, his scar me, looked like. I, that was his one scar, of my favorite. Yeah, okay. Like his, the scar was okay. <laughs> Here is the thing. His, his scar what? was less obvious. Was like less obvious than Doctor Evil's scar, which is another very underplayed <laughs> scar. In yeah. Cinema. His scar. I didn't even realize that character had a scar when I started no. the show. Oh, because the... I can't tell. Yeah, he he is like a slight. I can't. I can't even remember because it it's been so long. I'd have to look up pictures. But isn't it like he just has like a like a mild discoloration on part of his face? It's like yeah. a shadow. Like yeah. it's not even. Yeah, like in some of the, in some of the shots with the the way it, uh, his face is lit, it doesn't even look like there's anything right. wrong with. No, it. I took me a no, while. I thought at first it wasn't normal. there, so it took me a while to be like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, and they they kind of do that with Ang's tattoo also. Like it's. Oh, I had such a yeah, comment on Ang's tattoo. It's, the Ang's tattoo is very it strange. Looks, it, it looks, looks way more like too a henna like a, sort yeah, of. Yeah, it looks like a bad point. henna tattoo. It looks like a bad henna tattoo. I mean, then makes you think, why the fuck is this kid getting a henna tattoo on his forehead? Right. I mean, and don't get me wrong. um, Just put full on putting like the arrow tattoo from the animated show on a human (laughs) person's face would have looked crazy. I don't know what the fix was there, but it wasn't that. That was not the right choice. Yeah. The design team on this movie, but specifically about Sokka. Yeah, sorry. He is like... I think Sokka arguably has the best arc of any of the four main characters in the show. And I think a lot of it comes down to he kind of has this overlapping pride with Zuko, but he's also a complete dumbass. I would argue that, actually, and in the at sh- least for me, I always thought uh, Zuko had the best arc of the characters in the show. Well, I meant of the main four, like, heroes. Oh, like, oh, Aang, Aang, Katara, oh, Aang, Katara Toph, Toph, and Sokka. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can make that. Um, so the first thing we hear about Sokka is he's angry because he can't track a lion seal because he got the drag skids wrong. And just rewatching it, because this is the first time I think I've watched it since I've watched the show. I was just like, oh God. And it, it's, it's just, it's not Sokka. And like, he, he was the one that would bring the humor foil. He'd bring maybe, I mean, he was the non-bender. So he kind of brought this. Right. 
relatability side to like oh he's just this dumb fool with a bunch of people that are scott have, much scott, have you watched did you watch buffy the vampire slayer the show buffy ever yes i've seen buffy i mean so it's like it's just to make a buffy analogy because that's where i come from it's like he's like the xander it's like you always got to have this yep. one character who doesn't have any superpowers who's just a friend who's there to help yeah. out and he'll 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 pull out a secret weapon and somehow come he's, up with a plan to save the day but uh, he's mostly there to be self-deprecating and crack jokes yeah. and tag yeah. along he's he's krillin I don't know what that is. Yeah, neither do I. Son of a bitch. Forget <laughs> it. Go, go on. <laughs> anyway. Um, and, like, they tried to do some parts of humor with uh, Sokka. Like, ah, Dragon when Ball. When you first see... Sorry, I looked up Krillin. <laughs> and when you first see uh, Appa, Appa's tail, like, crushes him. He's like, he's trying to eat me. And he says it so straight, and the timing is... So- this movie's so bad. Oh, there's no com- anyway. there's no comedic timing no, and it's Sokka, yeah. like yeah, he's not uh, yeah, he's just nothing. He's he's just he's not <laughs> funny, he's not interesting. Um he's, yeah, he's just a non just a non entity. It's just bad, yeah. He does have arguably the only bad funny line in the movie, which is when um I think after they've even tried to get them out of the imprisoned thing, and Aang hasn't even officially told anyone he's the Avatar yet, and Sokka just goes, so, are you the Avatar, Ong? And it's just like, oh my god, this is going to kill me, I swear to god. Yeah. Ong. Ong. Yeah. I can't even get the main fucking and, it, and again, thing. it's not like... if Okay, if I saw Aang written out, I would not know how to pronounce that necessarily looking at it written down. But it's not like they don't say Aang eight million times per episode in the show. <laughs> Just over and over. In the opening narration, like, I... It's, yeah. Inexcusable. <laughs> An airbender named Aang. Yeah. And though his airbending skills aren't great, there's a lot to learn. An yeah. orbounder named Ong. Exactly. That's basically <laughs> what they did. Ong. We've actually talked through a lot of the stuff that I have written yeah, down. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I had any other... I mean, most of my... I didn't take actual written At notes because I don't hate myself. I, but I, most well, I knew I was going to host, I so I tried to take some notes there. Um, so one of the things that I think makes the first season work really well is Commander Zhao. Because oh, God. that's Zhao. what we have to talk about. <laughs> that's what we have to talk about. Oh, no. Because... In in this uh, story, we all know, in the first season, Zuko is the mean baddie, but they're clearly, like, very clearly, especially in the Storm episode, which is, like, the best episode of the first season, they're clearly setting up some sort of redemption oh, yeah. arc for Zuko. Yeah. Even if he fails the redemption arc, it's still a redemption arc. Yeah, it's the oldest. And you can clearly see that Iroh's the one trying to help him yeah, be redeemed. Right. He's yeah. not necessarily a bad guy. The foil there is Zhao is the right. villain... To both uh, Zuko and Iroh, right. and the main cast, so he needs to be the central right. pillar yeah. of intensity. He's so intense of intimidation. in the show. Like he's so he's a scary dude. He's played by fucking Draco Malfoy or uh, Lucius Malfoy from. Yeah. Speaking of, I was gonna <laughs> so, say yeah. Speaking of, yeah, exactly those kinds of things. I forgot about that. Yeah. So you have this character, and you think. Who is going to play Commander Zhao? And they went with Asif Mandabi from The Daily Show. I 
I have so many questions about how this happened. <laughs> I and I meant to sort of, and I have it. Well, I did have it in front of me a second ago. Um, I. I don't think I've ever seen him do dramatic acting other than this. I've seen him pop up in things in comedies, but what it's it's what like inspired seeing this Jim casting? Carrey in the occasional dramatic piece and you're just like, Oh god, this is so wrong on so many levels. But like, Jim Carrey's done some good dramatic stuff say, like Eternal Sunshine. I will, I will yeah, I'll let him he, he dude can act, but I'm trying to even think of. But another, also, you would you I, you wouldn't cast Jim Carrey though as Commander Fucking no. Jack. Not no, not other. Only if you're doing it as a joke, like you're in his freaking like Sonic the Hedgehog movie, right? You want to make him an evil bad, the evil bad guy. It has to be in a like comedic. Okay, real version talk. Of yeah. that. He was a fantastic Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that eventually. I have if you got you guys, yet. if you do a Sonic episode, you need to have me on for that one. That was like, <laughs> we do a Sonic we'll That was that that movie was like okay. way better than it had any right being. Anyway, I won't go off on a tangent. No, I'm I'm just vaguely out. so. In the '90s, poor Osman V did was cast. You know, he's in the siege. I'm assuming is a terrorist because all the Middle oh. Eastern people in the siege are terrorists. Oh, no. Played a couple like small roles in comedies um a few other roles where he's just being stereotypically cast as people with like indian or middle eastern names um yep. small role in spider-man 2 he plays a character named oh was Khan he the, wait, wait, wait was he was he uh peter's uh boss at the pizza shop in spider-man 2 oh my god um, his credited name is mr aziz yes yes i haven't seen spider-man 2 in like 10 years that. Um, it's been a while for me too, but that means. Oh, really he's that, in. That's yeah. He's Spidey one of the doctors awesome. at the hospital, and it's kind of a funny story. Um, that sort of dark dramedy with Zach Galifianakis. Sure. About, like, but yeah. see, but like no, that can work for him right. because he he definitely has a side that can be dramatic. It's just not like command. Zhao. Like the yeah. But the you see Zhao and guy. you think guy who owns a. Right or yeah or Daily Show <laughs> correspondent like it's just you see him open his mouth and you expect him to go go yeah apparently <laughs> well okay yeah. one of the great things in the animated show is they do so well the character drawings like yeah how they make their characters so, look Zhao comes in he has a double pointed right. like sideburns he's broad so, shoulders so the look, like the look for to go off into a little bit of a tangent, the look for Avatar, um, the animated series, it was specifically inspired, obviously it was, you know, an American animated right. take on, you know, Japanese anime. Um, yeah. The creators specifically uh, noted that they were directly inspired by uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion and Fully Cooly, which were both made by the same studio, which the name is escaping me at the moment. Um, but if you watch both of those, there's definitely a similarity in how the characters are drawn and how they look and how they interact. And there's definitely a translation from that then to Avatar. Like you can see the inspiration directly in it. Um, mm -hmm. And if you if you look at some of the specific characters, um, the it, it's actually interesting the the vibe of Zhao. There's a little bit of a similarity to him and uh, Gendo Akari, who is a character from Evangelion. Like, not 
like they're they're very different characters, but that level of intensity though that is mm-hmm. pretty and the way they're stylized yeah, and they're that, that's very on point. And you, you could see mm-hmm. where there might have been a little bit of inspiration from one to the other potentially. But then, like, <sighs> oh, probably. Um, <laughs> she had a sneeze. Uh, but then you have Asif Mandavi. Oh. And you don't do any, you don't even do anything with him. Like you don't even give him like the sideburns or you have pizza guy stuffed into a Or you a don't even change his voice. He's like, he's like, yeah. the Fire King banished his son. Like, yeah, oh, no. And it does make you wonder what you know. Like not, it, not it almost pile feels on. like you're watching a live action parody. Well, that's what, what I. That's what I was. That's what I was gonna say. It, it to makes you wonder about the direction here. Like, what direction was he giving? What was Shyamalan telling people on set that the tone was? Oh, they I'm not were gonna going say this for. is Mondavi's fault. Yeah, at all. like I don't. I have to imagine that there was a breakdown in in the direction here because <laughs> just a wee bit. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like talking about like poor direction and screenwriting. Um. There's a line that Zuko has when they're playing out the storm storyline where they're telling the backstories of Zuko and Aang. And in this one, they have it being exposited by a child to Iroh and Zuko telling the story. Yeah, of what Prince was Zuko. The, I was confused by that. What? That's, that's and, odd. And, and then after the whole scene where we finally understand Zuko's backstory, Zuko says something like, we have work to do, Uncle Iroh, or Uncle Iro. And he's like, and then we can worry about pretty girls. And I was like, no, this is not Zuko. That's this is so yeah, far off from honestly, Zuko. I, that line could potentially work for Iroh, honestly. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I would believe well, okay, it more so going I, the other I, way. Yeah. yeah. Iroh was initially like, Zuko, you should stop worrying about like catching the Avatar. Have some fun right, with pretty yeah. girls, and that sounds like a but. Right, but for Zuko not, like, to say it like that, yeah, no, I, that no. really stood no. out to me too. Yeah, that 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 doesn't fit him at all. Yeah, um, um, I will say I, and I know we're kind of jumping all over, but on the top of, topic of Asif Mamvi and the uncle and Iroh, my main complaint to you guys this morning was about that exchange that uh, Zhao has with Iroh later on <laughs> after, like, when they think that Zuko might be dead and they're talking on the bow of the boat. And I'm pulling up what he actually says to him. He's basically like, my condolences that your nephew exploded in a fire or something. I'm just like, <laughs> nobody talks? What? Like, what? what is this like what is this conversation it's it's all so strange it really is bad um also okay going off so in the third episode of the series which is probably one of the best episodes of the first season where ang goes to the air temple and he learns about all his people being dead um very important part of the show Mm -hmm. Also, probably one of the better scenes in the movie. Um, yeah, it's I not bad. I mean, it's even count that. functional. They do well showing how impactful this is to Aang. There's a part of that episode where he gets to see all the past avatars cool part. in his room. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool yeah. part. They take it out and make it its own scene later yeah. in the movie. And at which point, I'm just like... You have so much story yeah, to tell. That's the thing. Work. You got a hundred yeah. minutes to tell it. Yeah. It's the the parts that they do focus and give clarity to, it's like, why'd you pick that? Like like why did why did you spend so much time hyping up the fight scene with Aang and the Blue Spirit, which 
really wasn't even a fight scene all that much in the show. Like it's right. It's you know. It's an escape. Right. It's like it's they're booking Zuko it. They're using these li- it's so yeah, like, cool. It's cool, but it's not a fight though. They're like running away, and they're like, "No, we gotta have this really cool kung fu like brouhaha." And the director, <laughs> it's really a brouhaha. And, and the choreography on it just looks like shit. And I can't remember. Doesn't doesn't the Blue Spirit mask have this like? Doesn't it have like giant like yes. hair on it? Like yeah. Jenna just looks. I, I I was disappointed by a lot of this part of. <laughs> it's, it's atrocious. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I will say, directly correcting the record, the line that made me so angry this morning was, "My condolences on your nephew burning to death in that terrible accident." Delivered by Asif Mamvi, like you said, in no makeup, no change of style, just. Him in a jacket, sitting on a boat. <laughs> and and, and not even, like, menacing, like, my condolences. No, just, just, just my condolences. deadpan on your nephew burning to death in that terrible accident. It's like, what is this movie? And then at the end, he said, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so uh, um, we are an hour in. <laughs> what what else do we want to say about the movie and the first season Well, of the I show? think we have to say about... The movie in the, la- the first season of the show is the last two episodes, which contain the rest of the movie. Sure. Um, specifically, some things I think we need to point out. <clears throat> there is so much extra time given to the Sokka UA mm-hmm. love storyline than there's any right to be. I was honestly kind of surprised it was in the movie at all. Like, just because <laughs> having watched the series over the past couple of months, that like, by the time you get to the end of the series, it's kind of just like almost a little running joke that like Sokka's girlfriend it, was it the moon. Turned, you know, it turned into a meme. It's like right. It's it's a meme. It's it's not you know. It's such a good and meme. And so I, I forgot you know in the first season yeah it's a it's a sort of important little mini arc in the season. But it, if you would ask me ahead of time if I thought they would bother to put that into just a less than two hour movie, I'd say no. Like that's yeah. not worth devoting any time to. Or, and it's a whole you thing. You could have Yue though. Like you could have Yue. her in there, but not have the whole arc with her the and Sokka. Like story. it doesn't the whole romance. It doesn't yeah. need to be there. It's just killing time. Uh, again, why did they pick that part to focus on? Right. Yeah. And my it's my just, guess bad is, decision after and another. I'm sure they thought like we need to have a romance. Um, all these other stories, you know, all of your, Twi- your Twilights and your Harry Potters and everything, they all have We're going to talk about lines. that with the later Avatar seasons, though. Um, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure there was a note that was like, got to have a romance storyline. You got a dude from Twilight in it. Make sure he has a girlfriend. Like, I, that's my only guess, because I don't know why else you'd bother doing mm. that in this movie at all. It was like it was a network note saying. You, you got to have, you got to have that, like, preteen desire for, like, on-screen action without there actually being on-screen action. Right. Yeah. So true. Not exactly. 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this fight, because this they, they save all almost all the action for this fight. So much of it is not bending. No. Like, a lot of the water-on-fire army is just fighting, punching each other. Yeah. Or with spears. And it's just... It doesn't look right. Did you not have the budget? Like, I know it's going to cost a lot, but if you are going to be like, we're going to make our big staple fantasy series this. I mean, and we haven't even mentioned that, like, none of the ships look good. Like, the ships look terrible. And it should not be so hard. This is is not a unique, 
Like, it's not like no one's had to have a big metal ship in a movie before. Like, this is not, they're not reinventing the wheel with this stuff. And somehow the ships look terrible throughout. Yep. Like, they just, I have no idea. Uh, anyway, there's so much boring in here that I don't even want to talk about. But one of the things I want to talk about is the translation. One of the greatest scenes in the whole show is when Aang decides to merge with the water spirit. Um, and he instantly goes into the avatar state and then something very against Aang's character, but it's because he's being like controlled Mm -hmm. by this fairly malevolent spirit towards them attacking him. He like murders. He he, he probably drowns about like three or 400 fire nation soldiers. Yeah. And just kind of like, like Aang would definitely fight them hard himself, but he would never kill. kill Like there's one part he fucking slices a ship in half. Isn't that the entire, like when, you know, ending of the series is the fact that exactly. he can't bring himself to yes. kill a single person. Yeah, and the main bad guy. The main, but the main bad guy all who the, has all killed, the past spirit, who's done all the terrible yeah. things, and everyone's thousands. telling him yeah. that it's justified. You got to do it. Like and, one person, it's what's right, and he still yes. won't do it. Yeah, and so this is a big thing that kind of sets up that final thing that he has to do, mm-hmm. which is I will not kill someone. I will find another right. way. And in, and this is like the first step where the spirit takes him over and is like, we will kill fucking everyone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen like that. He doesn't merge with the spirit and doesn't become kaiju fish, which is like the coolest yeah, fucking the, thing in the, the whole show. The design for when he's merged with the uh, the spirit of the moon and the ocean and everything. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And instead in the movie, he kind of just makes a big wave mm-hmm. and just it like, kills everyone yeah. <laughs> and it kills blue. everyone yeah. and it's like Aang would not uh, d- d- that's not the point of his what? arc yeah. and uh, so one of the casualties of uh, psycho spirit uh, avatar state Aang is it kills Commander Zhao and it also <laughs> kills M. Knight if I recall correctly <laughs> yeah <laughs> I his, think so. his cameo but, is as a Fire Nation soldier. Get it? Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, Jana, hmm. how would how, how how does Commander Zhao die? I, I'm curious. The the main strongest Fire Nation fighter in the world. In the movie. Yes. I literally don't even remember, and I watched it this morning. Oh, <laughs> I'm not joking. Basically, Iroh, Zuko fight uh, Zhao. Right. And then Iroh says, like, you're alone, Zhao. That's why you'll lose. And they walk away. And I think it's three Water Nation people come up to him. And they just bring the water up and they just suck him in. And Zhao doesn't even put up a fight. That's why I don't remember that. I remember him fighting with... In the show, he gets sucked in by the the water spirit or moon spirit or Aang kaiju monster basically kills him. Yeah. Yeah. And instead, it's, it's just, just a, a bunch of random water, water tribe people. Without random like, people just take without him out. Yeah. any fight from him. Yeah. It's just like, this is not your baddie. No. But I think one thing that they did to get around that in the movie was they decided to show a character that really wasn't shown until literally the final fucking episodes. Oh, because um, the dad? he was supposed to be a... Yes. Fire Lord Ozai. Because he's kind of supposed to be this background player. Mm-hmm. Like... The whole point is he's kind of the one pulling right. the strings. You don't really it's, get to right. see him. The way him. they did that was very cool, how you didn't actually see his face until 
season three. Yes, because right. all, all the immediate cool. danger is right in front mm-hmm. of Inc. I do. That's how it I works. I will say one thing that did amuse me about that choice to sort of never really to never show his face until the final season is usually that's the trick that like a movie or TV show pulls when it's going to reveal like it's someone famous you weren't expecting. And I'm like, it's an animated <laughs> character. I'm not going to recognize him. He's not going to be a famous like. Do you know who I voices mean, it's, him? It's Mark Hamill, right? Yeah, yes. so it's his voice. Um, but it is just yeah. when his, but you hear the right, voice when his face is finally revealed. I'm like, sure, but no. It, but it is effective to make him be like the pulling the strings. He doesn't do the dirty yeah. work. He's just his thread is looming over everything. And in in the movie, it's just Cliff Curtis, a New Zealand actor yeah. who kind of got a baby face. You know, yeah. he doesn't have much. Menace. He's got tan skin. Maybe a little bit more enough. than Asaf Manvi. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. It's like, and it's Maori, just like, and so let's just weak. call it a day. Like, yeah, and so I don't know. Yeah, this this movie just loses me. But <laughs> the movie loses you in the, the first like five seconds. It's, but it's it's, it's, it's it's bad from the get go, and it only gets worse. And it's <laughs> it is it, it 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 is a literal cinematic abortion. It's bad. It's it's so bad. It's it's genuinely like. I had the lowest expectations in the world. I've heard nothing for years except for how terrible this movie is. Um, I've listened to entire podcasts about how terrible this movie is. I've read entire articles about it, and you I know, still I actually, sat down to watch I it. Was look like up. I want to see. I want to look up what the uh, Rotten Tomato score is just for laughs. I think it's like eight percent or something. I mean, I can't. Apparently, there were like one or two like decent reviews like generally favorable reviews i can't imagine that but apparently they exist. there are two positive reviews from the people so that just out of follow one letter so boxed. out of 190 views uh the tomato meter has it at five percent with a Ooh. a 30 percent <laughs> audience score which makes zero sense to me but yeah i don't know maybe there's like some the old thought the exactly cool. this uh, you know like i mean i remember when i was a kid i didn't really think movie like a movie a movie could be bad i was just one like of, i don't know one of my I went to the movies it was fine one of my favorite <laughs> movies when i was a little boy was batman and robin because it sure. had batman and robin in it yeah and then i watched i think you could argue that's fun though at least like, <laughs> but is it is it though i think so i, I think it's, it's I not think... I think people think it's campy fun. I haven't tried to watch it in a yeah, long time, but like I think. But the, you can the thing is, if you want campy fun, Batman, you've got the six. Exactly. Adam like West, if you want to so. watch camp Batman, watch the the Adam West Burt Reynolds version. Yeah. And I mean, and it's really good. Yeah, honestly. I, um, and don't watch the. I was very movie. into Batman Forever, but I have not tried to watch Batman ba- Forever. Batman again. Forever is of course you okay. Were. Of course I was. It's yeah. gotten a lot of <laughs> with my vibe. It's gotten a lot of uh, retroactive loathing because of how bad Batman and Robin was, but it's I think that's yeah, and, and it kind of gets grouped Chris, in with it. Chris O'Donnell in both films really is not great as Robin. <laughs> He's a real that's a real 90s it's, time capsule yeah, for you. It's not fantastic. Um so like also Val Kilmer I mean, Val, I think Val Kilmer's good in it. I he think was, it also gets some retroactive right. hate because Val Kilmer's gone in a strange direction as the years. Well, have I gone also on, think, but... I think Clooney could have actually made with with a better script. I think he could have been a solid Bruce Wayne sure. slash Batman, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just he had there was nothing to work with there. And no, <laughs> I still, while we're on the subject of Batman, I still think the best both Batman and Bruce Wayne together. Because I think there have been better versions of Bruce Wayne and better versions of Batman, but I think the best 
combined was uh, the uh, Michael Keaton version. And I, I really, agree. I really, because he's old enough to do it now, I want them, because I thought this is originally what they were doing with... Uh, uh, Birdman? No, not with Birdman. Um, with... Uh, uh, Oh, what's it? Robert Pattinson with the oh, the, just the Batman. Yeah, oh. I thought I, I thought they were gonna they were doing a Batman Beyond movie, sure. and I wanted them to bring oh, in Keaton been good. as uh, old man Bruce really, Wayne. Yeah, because he's he's old enough to do it now. He's the right awesome. age for it now. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I I anyway. agree. I think yeah, I think yeah, Chris like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say Christian Bale's not good. I like Batman. I like. I really like his Bruce Wayne. I really like his Bruce Wayne too. I don't care for his Batman. Right. Yeah. Are you sure you don't like his Batman? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If you, could, if you could take the look of Michael Keaton's Batman, give him Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, and then yeah. give him Kevin Conroy's voice. Voice. Yeah. That would be the or ideal. Or just watch Batman. Mask of Phantasm. It's the best Batman. I mean, Mask of Phantasm. Anyway, <laughs> Dylan's got to get that last. Trying to stay. Yeah, we gotta. Job. We gotta keep it moving. Gotta keep it rolling. So, season two takes it in an interesting way, which, thank God, he did not try to do season two at any point, or he wasn't allowed to. Um, One thing is, I think this would have worked better as a movie because it's less episodic, and it's much more serialized, where you can kind of open on, maybe have like the opening scene be the scene where i think you could open it with uh, alpha getting taken almost and then you could ooh. well you have to no, introduce you need to open it off though Toph. well see here, here what you could do is you could open it with Appa getting taken and then you could almost run flashbacks of like Toph mm. and um because just because from that point the show follows such a strict Half. Yeah, the entire second half of the season is basically one straight through. Yeah, there's no story. Yeah, bossing say. Like, yeah, it's ep- the whole episode ten say. goes to episode eleven, which goes to episode twelve. There's no like you know, oh, well, we can skip this episode to you know get to the next. Like we can't skip anything. I mean that that's the problem. And, I mean, there's just I I don't know I don't know that you do this in one movie maybe it's two movies maybe it's one movie that's everything up to of being taken and then yeah. one that's that story because i was just, I'm, I'm scrolling through looking at the you know what were all the good episodes from this season and it's like Most how, how do you yeah Almost how do you rush everything in the blind bandit which is immediately followed up by zuko alone which like you can't Z- you Z- can't oh, put that into alone a two hour my favorite episode yeah mine too and it's like so that there's not time for that realistically in, but you need it for his, it's so important it's, to his development. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know what you do. Um, and then, so we also in season two have introduced the characters of Azula. Well, I guess Azula is kind of in the first season, yeah. but really introduced in season two along with May and Ty Lee, mm-hmm. which, um, again, thank God. Uh, and yeah. never ruined them. I do not want to know what he would have done with Ty Lee because that is something they had to walk on a tightrope with yeah. in the show. Um, kind of like Ty Lee does. Yeah. But. <laughs> done. done. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Um, yeah. And so, like, after Zuko alone, then you go to, like, the chase, which is just. Which. Have you seen Battlestar Galactica, Scott? Uh, 
bits and pieces of it. I've probably seen chunks of it somewhere, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. Yeah, that's that really. Yeah, it's basically you know it's basically thirty three. Yeah, it's basically the yeah, first it's, it's episode. The first episode of, of Battlestar, Battlestar, which Battlestar is introduced by a miniseries and then it's spun yes. off from the miniseries into just a regular hour long drama series. And the first regular episode after the miniseries is basically they're being chased by. Whoa, I just woke up Siri for some reason. They're being chased by um, uh, the bad guys, the Cylons, the robots, Cylons. Um, and they come every 33 minutes just on the spot and they have to get away from them and then reset the clock because they're going to catch them in 33 minutes and they spend the entire episode trying to figure out how to break that cycle um yeah the chase definitely has that energy where they just yeah they just they find a place and then they catch up with them again and then and they have to figure out and in the Battlestar episode they have to figure out what what are we leaving behind what how what trail are we leaving that lets them find us um which and? is a lot more literal in the chase. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite good with office shedding. Exactly, hair. it's yeah. <laughs> it is uh, office shedding in the chase, which is uh, <laughs> I really liked that episode too. That was another. Oh, it's really so good. good one. And both and like that keeps up the sort of suspense and like just relentlessness that both thirty three mm-hmm. has. But in the uh, the chase, you end it with like a spaghetti western showdown in a ghost town. Yeah, that, that whole sequence was awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, that's yeah, Azula even has her hands out, like, pointing them like she's got, <laughs> you know, a couple of six shooters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love, it's just one of those great episodes where they can do so much with a character in so little time where Azula, like, scans the whole thing and she realizes, like, Iroh is the weak point. He, like, if I hit Iroh, yeah. it'll hurt Toph, it'll right. hurt Zuko, it'll confuse the rest because. She doesn't think she's going to go for him first. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, what happens after? I used to have the second season. I have like, the, yeah. Because after, so yeah, they, we, we sort of covered it. There's all the stuff at the beginning. They've run up with Toph, Zuko. Alone, oh, then it goes the to the library. Yeah. Right? Then there's the, there's the brief, um, there's the one episode, Bitter Work, which is just like, oh i love it's really good um but it's just that's definitely like an episodic character episode though where um ang's having to learn to you know stand his ground literally and um, yeah and that's zuko is i was gonna say is that the one where zuko like gets trapped he has to gets trapped in the earth and he has to get him out i can't remember what oh yeah no sokka that's what i meant sokka sorry yeah gets trapped in and he's he's got his little hands like trying to catch what Uh, was the a baby moose lion cub. Lo- yeah. <laughs> An underrated part of the show is every like all hybrid the, animal. Yeah, just all the animal and, fusions. And I always think they're gonna have like a clever name, like a made up name, no. and then it isn't. It's just like it's like, a platypus bear. Bur- yeah, bird horse or whatever they call them. <laughs> like it's yeah. Um, but like that that that's also a good episode for Zuko because that's when Iris starts teaching him like you have to redirect right. your the, energy. The lightning bending. Yes, really yeah, but but also there. just like <clears throat> mentally, you need to redirect right. the sort of energy you have. And instead, the end, instead of like learning from that, I, Zuko goes to the top of the mountain and like screams at like the fucking nature, mm-hmm. like to yeah. hit him with his best yeah. shot. Um, but yeah, then we go into the library desert where we lose Appa, and I can't, I can't imagine watching that as a kid. Like, nope. uh, Scott, how old were you in that? this whole storyline so i was when the show first dropped i was 12 and i remember when it first did you have a dog yes i did have a dog 
I, that would have given me nightmares. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, just... Honestly, as I've gotten older, I think I've gotten more like in tune with like how stuff would emotionally affect. I don't know if it was mm. just how my brain processed stuff. But when I was a kid, I didn't really like unless I was watching something that was like visually like scary or disturbing or like mm-hmm. literally like terrifying. I didn't really like you know miss a whole. But I do remember though, like watching all the episodes leading up to them going to Boston saying looking for Appa, there really was like a really strong sense of like, you know, desperation and like, you know, like, okay, well when, when are they going to find him if they don't find him now? And I remember the episode. Yeah. Um, is it, is it the tales of Boston say episode where it ends on Appa, like finds Aang's scent and then long Fang like hides him underground or something. Is that how that ends? No, that's in Appa's Lost okay. Days, I... um, which is the episode just before he gets found. But especially because it's set up as like a two-part right. episode in the desert, you just... I don't know if you had this experience, Jana, watching it recently, but when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is a two-part episode. By the end of the episode, they will have found Oh, Appa. yeah, totally. <laughs> I, d- I definitely... And then it's like... No, then it's no, the it's Serpent's a, Pass yeah. where they're going to Bossing Say. Then it's the drill where they get into Bossing right. Say. Then the, the city walls and secrets where they start. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they spend like the whole that whole arc. They, they're looking for him and they can't find. Him. So, so when they finally do find Appa, you're you're as invested as oh. in the characters are in it because he's literally been yeah. gone from the show for half yeah. dozen episodes or more. And uh, there's a lot to talk about in Bossing Say, which is like. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, and, and you kind of get vibes of this in in season three with some of the goofiness of the Fire Nation. As an American living in hell year 2020, oh God. I get some serious Trump's America vibes from Bossing Say. Build the wall. There is no control yeah, the news. Change. There is no war to. There is right. no pandemic. Or there is yeah, no. There is no, no war. Yeah, yeah. There is no you know, bad things happening. Racism. There is no There's racism. no racism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's all very fake news. Yeah, change, yeah. change, change war with your social ill of choice, and right. it is very true. prescient to today. I mean, even with the, like, Russian Afghanistan, uh, or the uh, ISIS fighters sure. that they were paying to... Yeah. Well, it's still kind of, there is no more. So it is interesting. I haven't given this any thought until just now, but because I never really thought about when this was coming out. But it is interesting that this was developed and this then like developed presumably during the first Bush administration and then released during the second Bush administration. Yes, this is in I know, later Bush administration. I know um, you guys were literal children, but I was in college for um, the Bush years for most of it. Um, and it's like, and it, it felt like a big, weird, scary time then. I mean, you know, we couldn't have I seen 2020 imagine. coming, but, you know, like, you know, 9-11, and then we're going to war in Iraq, and then, you know, Patriot Bush is somehow getting reelected, yeah. and Homeland and Security, and, like, it felt, yeah, it felt like, I mean, it was scary war times, um, and so yeah. I think it actually makes a lot of sense in that context to have, yeah, these stories, and every, the bad guys are the, you know, the super, um, warmongery you know militaristic and then everyone's just like during the bush years it was much less in your face they were much more like you know they were much more sophisticated about their evil george bush was sophisticated comparatively absolutely well dick cheney was was dick cheney yeah Yeah, no it was was dick cheney but but yeah yeah, because whereas with trump he's like a literal 
cartoon supervillain, basically. Right, like and too he, stupid. He's too. like he's like yeah. the, the the bad guys on like old episodes of Captain Planet, where they're like, "I'm yeah. gonna pollute the water plant and make <laughs> everyone <laughs> die of cancer." Like, yeah, yeah. Or like the what? if Nick were here, he'd quote the Simpsons bit with Krusty, where he's like, "Oops, I said the loud part quietly." Exactly. Yeah, everything is the quiet part yeah. loud. But anyway, now my my favorite episode of the show comes in this uh, series of episodes where it's the tales of Bossing Shay. Sure. Where it kind of takes a step back, and it there's still like the we need to find Appa storyline going on, but it's just more of like the day to day lives of everyone here. And I think it sets up their characters really well, like Katara and Toph trying to find an even ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Aang trying to like do everything he can to fix all the fucking problems of everyone. Yeah. Uh, Zuko trying to find his lighter side, mm-hmm. which is the Zuko romance with uh, the the tea customers. So yeah. good. Uh, the Iro story late where makes peace with his son, and I probably had I had the hardest time watching that uh, part of the episode with Iro. Most of all, of all, I can't of all cry. the times I've yeah. watched it, it hit me the hardest most recently. When I watched yeah. it this last week, I feel like the more times you see it, it well, hurts and, even more. Well, and, but... and for me, for whatever reason, my grandpa passed away. What was it? I think it was uh, winter. Or, no, it was it was like the beginning of 2019. Mm-hmm. And this this was the first time mm-hmm. I had watched that since. And for whatever reason, thinking of Iroh made me think of my just. I guess because they were just sure. old men. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah Iroh is kind of like everyone's grandpa, honestly. So everyone's yeah. uncle. Um, so I, I it, and it then made me think of my grandpa, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't watch this." <laughs> and then it also shows like Momo is like literally missing something in his life, which is Appa, his yeah. animal yeah, friend. Yeah, I love that storyline. Um, and then uh, you know Sokka, he just has a haiku rap yeah. competition. Yeah. <laughs> that's I love Sokka so that, much. This is it's this episode that my Momo is from, right? This is the mo- this is when Momo dances. Yeah, where, he, where he's trying yeah. to hide from the little. Right, tigers so he gets in with the little the little dance crew and does a little dance. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. The best. Yeah, and so it follows up that episode of just like their daily life in Bossing Say with everything that has happened to Oppa yeah. since then. Which is something I enjoy when uh, TV shows do this. It's something that TV shows do from time to time where it's like, let's, some character's been gone, let's go back and see, like, and do the catch up. And that's, yeah, that's something that by its nature, I'm, uh, Phil's been hearing me talk about it. I've been doing a Lost rewatch in the past, over the past oh, few weeks. I'm God, in the final why? season. I love, I love it. I love it. I'm, oh. I'm gearing up to do a mount a whole defense of Lost um, up to and including the finale. But it's one of those things that Lost, Whoa. I know, I will. Right. It's one of those things that Lost had was able to do a lot, though, because like a big ensemble cast, someone yeah. would disappear for a while, and then you'd get an entire right, episode that's like, up. where were they yeah. the past week? And then you would like get a thing. Fighting um, the smart monster. Exactly. Um, and like other shows, I mean, I, again, I think Buffy had instances like this too. Anytime you got mm-hmm. like an ensemble cast, and in, in this case, our animated <laughs> ensemble, I like that you can do that. Our animal? Yeah. Um, I like that you can have that Appa catch up because he was gone for so long. And it's it's really not an easy episode no. to watch. Like a lot of animal yeah. abuse, yeah. and it's, then he gets abused by other animals. Rough. That, that was a that was another finally one. gets saved by the that was another one that hit me harder 
watching it this time around yeah. than any other time I've seen uh, it. According to Wikipedia, this episode won a Humane Society Award oh, for its sympathetic wow. portrayal of the That's mistreatment great. of animals. So you were right to call out that it's basically all about like animal it, abuse. It really and the Humane Society yeah. gave it an award for like a highlighting animal abuse, I guess. But then like then the Kyoshi warriors find Appa and you think like, okay, like it's gonna be well, fine. And then yeah. Azula comes in and fucking. Well, I wrecks remember it and then watching I, yeah. the first time I saw the episode where they arrive in um in Bossing Say and because I remember so I think what it was when the season finale for book two came out on Nickelodeon, like the day that it came out, they played like the previous five episodes or something and just had a marathon leading up to it. So I remember I watched all of those for the first time, like over like a one or two day span in order. And I think Mm. the Kyoshi warrior reveal was the first one of those I saw. So I remember seeing that. And then it's, it starts playing Azula's music and I'm just like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Such a good reveal. Um, Um, but also like long Feng locking, um, Appa into the ground is like that just makes me like uncomfortably well sick. and like yeah i think for me when it got to that point it's like oh hey Appa's in bossing say like obviously they're gonna find him really soon because he's a giant fucking bison in a city like how hard can it be and it's like nope just kidding we're gonna pull this rug out from under you for another like two episodes while they keep well, looking and then, for him. then the, yeah well then they say that and then they pull the rug again where they finally get to the uh lake lao guy where you know, Appa's being held, and Appa's chambers are opened up, and it's fucking Blue Spirit yeah. Zuko. Mm-hmm. But then there's the really great confrontation with Ivor. He's like, "You have to choose right. your own destiny, you right. stupid little boy." Yeah. But who um, are you, and what do you want? So, <laughs> yes. I know I, I know I should be able to remember this, but I can't because I watched these all so grouped together for the first time. So in like we were talking about how we uh, think he's going to be fine with the Kyoshi warriors and then Azula shows up and it's terrible. Is, th- is this when Suki gets captured and then we don't see her again? So, until- yeah, yeah. And so she is gone for like that full, all the rest of season yeah, two until mid season three until they go to captured. Boiling Rock. You see right. during the last days of Appa, yeah, you see Appa, yeah. the, the Kyoshi warriors find him, clean him up, you know, give him a bath, cut his hair, whatever. And then you see them, Azula shows up, they fight, mm-hmm. And it cuts and like, like mid fight. Like you don't right. you don't see them get defeated. You, you don't, don't get see, see them get yeah. captured. And so and so you, you never know, see them again. And that's the thing because that's what made that part so like oh man this is serious because you don't know what happened to them. Like they yeah, could have been I, killed. They could have been dead. Yeah. Right. That's that's what I that's what I remembered thinking was like oh that might like, have been the end of that really off screen death again. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, and you're kind of figuring, well, you know, at first I was like, well, would they really kill that character? Like, it's a kid's show. It's like, well, it was off screen. If they were going to kill someone, that's probably how they'd do it. Okay, so, so. speaking of... And they yeah. kill someone the next episode. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. speaking of on-screen deaths, I- I'm assuming they probably were under some kind of mandate from Nickelodeon of, like, what they could or couldn't show when Jet dies. Because it is... Yeah, but it's so... It is one of the most, like... I mean, yes, but it's it's one of the most, yeah. like, unconvincing death scenes. <laughs> I mean, part of that might just be me being dead inside, because, again, going back to my, my Dragon Ball background, you see characters get, like, literally impaled, and then they get back up and, like, oh, I'm fine. So, yeah. like, it, <laughs> it's me, <laughs> but... No, and I, I have that problem too. I mean, in fantasy stuff in general, and definitely like yeah, animated like, fantasy yeah. stuff, I'm like, is that a serious injury? I mean, 
you, you could tell me it was just like he a just got he got punched really fine. hard and like yeah. he might be okay but there's a bunch of organs inside the place where he got punched right so like, i mean it wouldn't feel good if it happened to no. you yeah 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 but anyway then there's this two-part finale yeah. um very empire strikes back where ang finds a guru mm-hmm. um and he's like, you must let That's go actually of a really good shot. Yeah, and he leaves the training early. Yeah. Gets in yeah, a fight with a big baddie. And that, that kind of fails him. dies. Yeah. Oh, did you never pick up on that? Because, like, the first time I, I watched the I didn't think of it until just now, either. Yeah, I didn't think of it either. But, um... Yeah. I honestly am not a huge fan of the penultimate episode because it's just way too much like Empire Strikes Back. Although it's got tough doing I remember, metal bending the first time. I remember and... watching that. So leading up to that episode, I was like, all right, like, you know, they're going to have this finale. It's going to be great. You know, Aang's going to win. Because I, I yes. and <laughs> that doesn't happen. And I remember watching it. I was so mad at Zuko because this whole season oh. building up to it, he's like, okay, they're making, they're showing he can be good. He has good qualities. And he goes through this whole arc where it's like, oh, he, like, was physically ill because his body was at war with his bad nature. Like, you know, so he's a good guy now. And then he fucking teams up with Azula. It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. It was maddening. But I think the real reason why they didn't complete Zuko's redemption arc there was it was kind of Uncle's first Well, and he... Rather than right. Zuko yeah, he wasn't, yeah, yeah, he wasn't making that decision on his own, and and it's just it was just showing how much inner conflict he still had yeah. to deal with because right. I don't think he knew what he wanted at that point. Mm. No, e- even at the end of the episode when like Azula's like, "We have taken over the Fire Nation or the the Earth Kingdom," he's like, "Uh, yeah." He's like, he's, he's like, a a little, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this." Yeah, but maybe this isn't really what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and Aang technically dies in that episode, and like, yeah. freaking Katara has to use she like uses, her yeah. Deus Ex Machina water on it, Ex Machina just because water. Aang was too stupid. Yeah, yeah, her magic healing. Yeah, yeah. That that episode really felt like um, the reigns of Castamir of Avatar of just like, oh no, everyone is captured. Well, I remember the, the, the final kingdom that we all like right, is fallen. The final and... line of the season, because they're, they're with the Earth King at that point. He's, you know, unofficially part of Team Avatar for those last two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. He's like, yeah. you know, the Earth Kingdom has fallen. Earth kingdom also, fallen. going into book three, I don't know if anyone got more screwed in that book than the poor Earth King. Like, <laughs> they're like, okay, we don't know what to do with this character now, so he's just gonna, like, go ride around on his bear and travel... Travel out of the Fire Nation, like whatever. Go, go for gold. Yeah, man. they, yeah, they do just sort of send him. They, they he's basically no just write him out. Convenient. Yeah. yeah, he's no longer convenient for the plot, so they just send him on his way. And um, a lot isn't super convenient for the plot because I don't think we're gonna be able to talk as much about season three, at least the first third, because it's just Book like three. It, Awakens. It loses, there's the headband. Loses, there's the painted lady. Yeah, it lady. loses that serialization, yeah. and it jumps around a lot. It. Book three at parts feels like you're watching bad filler episodes of Naruto, which is never a good feeling to have, like, and ever. The fir- and there's something sort of 
you mentioned earlier sort of like them being stuck with the ridiculous fire nation people there's for some reason there felt there was something more confining and i guess it's because they have to be in so much hiding when they're in the fire well, nation and there was, yeah. but in the first two books it feels like they're free to move around and this one it's and like they're was, stuck in the same there was place. some cool stuff they could have done like i remember in the first episode of book three ang has a line where he's talking to katara and he's like i need to regain my honor and they really could have done this cool role reversal with him and Aang. And yeah. they, they kind of do it a little bit, but not mm-hmm. not really. And I, 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 I kind of wish they had explored that about Aang like, feeling like he had failed again. And they, they touch right. on it here and there, but then they're like, hey, let's have a dance party episode, which really oh. like... And I, I understand the dance so, party episode, which is funny. None of the filler episodes. Are, when I say it feels like you're watching I, a Naruto filler episode, or, I don't literally mean that because Naruto filler right. episodes are some of the worst animated television that's ever been produced. Like these aren't—they're not bad right. per se. It just—it feels really out of place, and it—you it, it, you jerk around. You get jerked around a lot when you go from like you know dance party episode to like you know like. Pollution. To pollution yeah. to survival or, survival horror episode with right. you know the blood bending. Yeah, which because that 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 episode comes right after the the Toph runaway episode, which is like we're which is the yeah. we street level scams like on the fire. <laughs> and I, and I really funny. like the blood bending episode too. Like it's I a great too. episode, but so it just creepy. it it feels like so out of place. Because then three episodes later, they do it they really do does. Stu- I think the worst episode of the bunch is is probably the dream episode. Yep, I it's ag- incorrect I take. Agree. Bad it, take. Really? Oh, I don't like. It's so funny. I, I, it's so I, funny. You know, I talked about this when I watched it. I can't stand it. I, to me, that's like the low point of Aang, where I'm just like, buddy, no. What are you there's doing? There's parts of it I like, like the 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 uh, the the Momo yeah, the Momo Appa Appa Samurai yes. Showdown is pretty yeah. fun, and like. But like so, that whole episode just feels so unfocused, and it felt like part of that was just the creators poking fans with a stick because they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have a Katang fake out, like you know, so enjoy that." Uh, And it's like, uh, but why? Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, and do we really need this now? It has no. It definitely has funny moments. Like it definitely has funny imagery. But for me, it's that. also um, well, and I feel like, like the low point of Aang of just me being at the end of my rope. Like I, I get it. You're the chosen one. Life is hard. I, I feel <laughs> and you. It just, That's it, but like his you're emotions not sleep for a week. What are you doing? His emotions <laughs> feel so out of place. Like they just like come he's on spent, all of a sudden. Like all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm not prepared. What am I gonna do? And it's like, <laughs> what have you been doing for the last like six months, you dingus? Right. And we've been on this journey, and now we have to stop yes. because you are just not ready, and you're going to stay here and not really, sleep. It really felt like this episode they brought in like an intern to write it, like yeah, I just and then out. and then immediately yeah. like sent the kid back to Hollywood writing school or wherever they yeah. whatever pit he called out of. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. So there, there are. Two quick filler episodes. Filler. Because I think the best thing about a filler episode is you could really develop sure. a character. Mm-hmm. There's only two episodes that really do it, and they're back-to-back. And that's the beach mm-hmm. and the Avatar and the Fire. I do really like both of those Where the beach episodes. really focuses... They're so yeah. good. And the beach really focuses on, like, what's Zuko's motivation? What's Azula's motivation? What's Haile's motivation? Right. What's May's motivation? What's their backgrounds? What are they trying to do? Where are their weaknesses? Where are their strengths? And it's in the stupidest episode ever, too, because there is so much humor in that episode. Mm-hmm. But then even more so when we get the backgrounds on 
Ozai and um, oh, fuck, what's the past Avatar? Roku. Um, it's uh, you learn a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fire Lord Sozin. Um, that one really is able to set up like why these things are happening and what needs to change in the world. To make I it feel better. like that episode potentially could, like the episode specifically exploring, um, you know, Roku's past history. I feel like that almost could have been not its own arc because, like, it didn't need to spend that much time on it. But I feel like they could have presented it earlier in the series, maybe. Like, it, mm, like it felt. Yeah. I, like I, I don't know if they just. But they're so focused yeah, on Fire Nation in sense. the third yeah. book. But yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. But anyway. All this is leading up to the Day of Black Sun, which is finally the first story. Right, it was like it felt like the first chunk of season three or book three. They were kind of jumping all over the place, not really establishing anything for long term purposes, and then they're like, "Okay, now we're getting back to the actual story we left off of in book two. Right? Yeah. And it's just two episodes. But but then the second half—that's sort of the big difference between the first half of season three and the second half, which is. Then you have the the eclipse episodes, the day of the black sun. Then there's a little break, and then you got to go to the prison. You know, rescue everyone from prison. Yeah, you have the boiling rock, rock two parter, and then you blink, and you're at the finale, like four part movie. So like it yeah. really, there's not. Then it's just no, well, Ember Island uh, players aside, which is there on purpose. There's otherwise no real like filler from that right. point on for the most part. They're just burning yeah, through story pun not intended. And it's it's interesting because I think even you mentioned this, Janet, when you were about to watch it. You're like, "Day of Black Sun," like, what the fucking ending of the yeah, show is going to be right halfway right, through. They really... And so I think at some point you kind of realize this isn't going to work. But I think that does a really good job of setting up like what needs to be finished, and that's Zuko's redemption arc. That is, Aang needs to do this on his own. Right. Um, the boiling rock. Okay, this is something we I already mentioned. We're going to disagree on. So. Scott likes the Boiling Rock episode. I thought, I think I, I thought I it was like fun. Yeah. I like the Boiling Rock episode. Is that controversial? N- no, I think I'm the controversial okay. one where this did not need to be two episodes at all. I mean, I don't this know is, if that's... That was a huge mistake, in my opinion. I really like the the ending of this arc, especially where May betrays. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Azula that's so and important. Because that plays like, into the finale. That's so important yeah, to the finale. Because yeah. that's where Azula really starts losing her grip. And then it's like right. proceeding yeah. from that is kind of how she because slowly... Because be- before then, I kind of felt like... Like, I had wondered how are they going to... Like, I don't think you can beat Azula. Like, yeah. <laughs> she, she had been... Well, honestly, <laughs> she had been so, like... So dominant and with her little well, and just literally, she was so powerful, so powerful. Yeah, I she's probably the second best pure firebender after, right? Or I don't know, top three between her, Ozai, (laughs) and Iroh, probably right. And she she, like filled all her holes with the other two, right? Exactly, like she's brawn and she needed like Wade and Bosch on either side of her. To make it work. Yeah, but and so you needed both, both so that she just literal did not have like her her friends helping her. But then it also, yeah, it begins her descent into uh, uh, her her madness state. I would argue that she's at by yeah. the end of her the Ophelia thing, yeah. state. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> goes to a tough spot by the end. And there. then, uh, then after that, though, it goes to the Southern Raiders, which I think wraps up a lot of Katara's right. arc, mm-hmm. which is. She really just can't let go of the past. Yeah. Like, 
it's it's kind of played up in the Ender Ember Island players the way they <laughs> well it's kind like, of oh yeah I mean at this yeah that was an interesting episode um I I liked that episode I liked uh, I had some cool like we talked about the cool imagery of it um like there's some really good parts but it does feel a little I don't know like a digression I guess at that point I guess they wanted closure for Katara and so that's why it's yeah. there was to give that her closure. That was another one that I feel like they but, could have addressed earlier in the series. Like, right. I feel I think like it's coming at I the feel end. Like, yeah, the first... they got to that point. And they're like, oh, we still don't know who Whoops, killed we her never, mom. Right, that's we never closed that here. loop. Yeah, right. Like it would have been great to address that at the end of the first season or somewhere in season two. But by this point, it's a little bit like, why is this coming up now? Yeah. Not that like I mean, she obviously hadn't ever let it go, but it's not like that to me like, was imagine, not my top of mind issue like, at that point if, in the show. If, you know, in addition to all the stuff you had happening at, you know, the Siege of the North at the end of book one, if, like, they revealed that, like, it was Zhao who had killed her, her, uh, her mom, mm-hmm. or, like, wh- sure. or, like, what if it had been, like, Iroh or something? Like, Shoot, like, really yeah. throw out. Oh, they could have gone, yeah. they could have gone either been way with it. much more interesting, because that, because right. then this guy that you end up getting, he's, like, he's basically just, like, I'm trying to think how to, like, they basically, he's they basically pitiful. took, uh, no, kill my mom. Then we're they even. basically they basically took the uh, um, <laughs> the character from uh, uh, Ace Ventura, uh, the Ray Finkel character, and made sure. him a firebender. <laughs> what? That's did not see that uh, analogy coming. That was out sure. of nowhere. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm pulling yeah. a little bit I, I, on thin air on this, but like it just the idea of just, like he, the guy lives with his mom, and he clearly has nothing going for him at all <laughs> and just yeah it's yeah. not not great it's not great anyway so then we get into the finale which is long and okay so i have i think the finale is finales in television shows are very 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 hard Absolutely. to do correctly yeah. and i think on the whole Avatar six. I think it does a really good job with it. Yeah, I I I have some quotes. Um, I don't know if it needs to be four parts. I feel like you could cut it down to three, maybe. Yeah, because it's just like have Aang like immediately just yeah. I feel like the whole episode of him ending up with the lion turtle like that didn't need to be as long as it did. It, it, right. did, it didn't no, need its whole, um, own episode. That's that could have been like a scene yeah. in the yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, I really like episodes two and three of this uh, arc, mm-hmm. though. Which I don't know how much... Because, Jenna, in the Netflix version now, it's just one straight um, But it movie, does... Right? It says part it one. Part, I mean, it, yeah. It, you hit play, and it's the whole okay. thing. It doesn't let you choose one, two, three, four. You just hit play, and it's the whole thing. But you but know But the title cards do come up. Yeah. Okay. So, I really like parts two and parts three. Mm-hmm. Where I like where part two... Um, it really shows the destruction that the Fire Nation on yeah. the yeah, common day will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it's that It's crazy. Because like, they haven't had... The closest like amount of destruction they probably had to that was um, the episode with Zhang Zhang, where Zhao... And that was just like a forest. Yeah, that's down. what I was thinking. Like, this, mm-hmm. You're like seeing like literal like scorched earth, like just massive <laughs> walls of flames that maybe also 
haven't aged super well in hell year 2020 but mm-hmm. no <laughs> as it's going on right now um but so i think it sets it up really well and i think i think they wrap up because in the end it really comes down to wrapping up zuko yes and wrapping up ink right. and a lot of Zuko's wrap-up comes up in episode three, mm-hmm. um, where he has his Agni Kai against Azula. Yeah. And I think this fight is really good. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. The score is The, the animation is, like, incredible. I, it's yeah, unbelievable. It looks great. I get chills every time. Um, and in the end, like, Zuko beats Azula, but then Azula is an ass. And decides to go after. Why is Katara standing there? I don't know. I, I, that, I had that thought too. S- I was like, Katara, what are you doing? Yeah, she's just like on the She's bench. Like, I'm gonna sit here in in range so that no, then no, I can be attacked. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so it's fine. Um, she saves the day, but yeah, she does. But and and that's I'm really glad they had her save yeah. the day after kind of being this like almost red herring and right use of our yeah. main female right. character. Yeah, right. Um. But I think it's a good point of, like, Zuko's, like, I've beaten Azula, and now I will take the hit for someone yeah. else. Um, and I think, like, that really perfectly wrecked up Zula's, uh, up, Zuko's, Zula, uh, um, yeah. Zuko's character. Which I also think just having Azula go into pure madness and then having Katara take beat her down. Azula yeah. was yeah. also a very good decision. Yeah, that was very good. What happens with Aang is not as good, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't, in the end, necessarily have an arc. Because he's... St- I don't, do you think he should have killed Ozai? I think it works with his character that he didn't kill him. Yeah. I agree. It just... It doesn't really... It, it, he doesn't change. Right. It was kind of infuriating um, in the moment watching it, especially because, like you were saying, that last final part, it goes on and on and well, on and on he, for so long. That fight, that fight just can't. keeps well, going. And, well, and he, he re- he's, a, like, he's able to redirect his lightning, and he basically has him in his crosshairs, and this is like, right. actually, nah, I can't do this. Yeah. And that right. that would be such an interesting way to do it is like Aang doesn't really put the final yeah. blow. It's Ozai's right. own G- blast him, that just gets sent him, back in. Give into him the old Disney death. Give him the old like, oops, <laughs> he lunged to fight at you and fell off the cliff or you yeah. know, like it's that's it's the easiest thing to do in the world to like just let somebody die instead of you know, he doesn't have to like yeah. brutally murder somebody. Um but yeah, I I had mixed feelings about it as well. I do think that it, it it tracks with his character, and it's interesting that it and does. That they and found, I don't think it's the worst no, decision. No, it's interesting that they found a way to to have him win. You know, the, the only yes. thing is, it is a little. Uh, speaking of Deus Ex Machina, it's like, and here's a power that didn't exist until right now, and now he can do it. <laughs> it and is he the wins. most ultimate Deus Ex Machina. Like, and if also, it had ever um, been he mentioned goes into or an avid... up, like that would have been different. No. And he also goes into the Avatar state not willingly, like he had been trying yeah. to. He gets, he gets his chakra unblocked. His... But then, after doing the energy bending, he's able to. He becomes fully realized and is able to just access the Avatar state whenever. Right. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know what it was yeah. specifically that clicked that brought that change. If it was from the energy bending or. Yeah. Or because or he, he got, got his, his cho- back chakra knocked into a unblocked. rock. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
I so I don't I think from a story perspective the Zuko resolution works better, but emotionally I still like the way yeah. Aang resolves. Until until the final <laughs> fucking shot. I was say until. Which is one of the most infuriating oh, final shots what for me. What a self-own! Like, like what you had this wonderful ending, and then. And this is the thing, Aang still kisses Katara Aang's, at Black Sun. Aang's, Aang's a child. <laughs> I know child. that's another thing. But I never got over it the least... whole time. I just never <laughs> once got over it. But you've you, you've at least fulfilled the Katang check mark. Right. They kissed. Yeah, 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 and and fine. And you even, they even had some of the dumb stuff with Katara, like, seeming, like, weirdly kind of jealous about him at a couple times, or, like, I, I don't know. I just, it never well, made from, any sense. I mean, from the get-go, they were playing them, like, yeah, like to end up together, basically. Right. Or, yeah. I mean, if they were going to do that, do, like, the Harry Potter thing and give me an epilogue that's, like, ten years later, and they're that's adults true, now, and look, but... they got together one day. Fine. Yes. But to have it just be like <laughs> right then. Okay, here's the thing. Is everyone's celebrating, they're they're drinking tea with Iroh, everyone's yeah, having a fun, good time. Up. And Aang decides to separate himself from the group. Mm-hmm. And Katara follows yeah. him. And they look out on the world they have saved. And like that to me is a perfect yeah, they hug. Just have a nice quiet moment. And together. then they release their hug. Like we have this personal connection, we've saved the world. But no. For some reason, that's not why. It, it feels like what had to happen is Aang gets the girl yeah. in the end, and that's what matters because right. that's what it ends on. It ends on the kiss, and then it says and, the end. And this is very like, in just in case anyone doesn't know, this is very off-brand for me. I want, I want more romance. I want more love stories. Oh, like, I'm I know all about it. Which, like, I, so that's why for me, it's, go watch which Korra. Is, I know, which is why for me, like it's it's very like my just total rejection of this i think is entirely tied to just you know ang's a child and i'll never get over it I, I, he's a child i think zuko and he's may barely is nice. hormonal and we didn't even talk about the fact that it's like weirdly implied that uh sokka and suki like had sex uh in that one that, episode that bit was funny where yeah was that was that right <laughs> suko yeah. walks in on them yeah he, like suki's like trying to get over to sokka's like Tent, they keep trying to go yeah. back to the tents or whatever, yeah, and that, then yeah. And Suka's yeah. like, "No, I'm a Sokka." Right. And Suka's and just like, like, "All right, yeah, sure, yeah. you can walk and in there if you want." Away. And Sokka's <laughs> like, "No." Like, I think all that stuff's hilarious. I'm, I'm not against uh, like those plots existing, but yeah, to make that the final note and to like, to ha- and it's to have really bad Katara, to make that like the final this note. really great moment, like where she gets to be the hero and she defeated Azula. And like you said, if it would have just ended on them sort of looking out at the world, like we do have a connection and look what we accomplished. The end. I'm like arm and arm, maybe. Sure. Arm and arm, like... Even like put your armor. Yeah, whatever. Like put your head down on his shoulder. Like have a nice moment. I don't care. But yeah, ending it like ending it on a kiss. Like that's what this whole thing was building towards. <laughs> No, is uh, it seems to me a either total misunderstanding or just like a purposeful capitulation to let let's like, get give yeah. the fans what which they want. is that what the fans wanted? Like, okay. yes, supposedly okay. from what I've heard. Okay, um, sure. No. Uh, yeah, I was I was not there at the time. I, I and I know you know shipping can be crazy. Based but wow. on based on what I was following at the time, I think the popular. Or the 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 desired ending, or the the OTP 
as it were, was Aang and Katara. And I think okay. a lot of that was they, they really, I mean, like, just the way it's done from the outset, like... Like, literally the, the first, first shot, shot is, like, yeah, this romantic... She finds him right. in the fucking iceberg, and it's, you know, it zooms yeah. in on her face. It's and she's dead got, child. And she's, she's got like, the, yeah, her hair is blowing, and she's got the big... Look at this dead child she's, I found she's got, she's got the big <laughs> anime eyes. Like, like yeah. it's yeah. it's yeah. all there. And there's a bunch of moments in season one where she's like, oh, Aang, you did this nice thing for me. And she gives him a kiss on the cheek. It's... Yeah. It's there from the get go. Like it is, it, it is. They also, were... Cave of Forgotten Lovers is really. Yeah. That, yeah. Are you saying you yeah, don't want to kiss me? Oh yeah, that, that, that was episode. that was another piece of it too. And and they they subverted it a little bit with the you know where they're like, well, is she going to end up with Zuko? Is she going to fix his yeah. scar? And I there's it's really funny. There's a girl I went to high school with who like with regularity okay. still posts about how it should have been. Ang and or uh, not Ang, uh, Katara and Katara Zuko. and Zuko. That to me tracks more with what I know of the internet and shipping and fandom. Well, that, well, that I was, was, that's why I was like, I'm surprised that that was, think, that must have been like the anti ship. Like, yeah, I think since you're Hermione Dracos or yeah, what have I think you, since you know? then that's the one that's probably gotten more, and especially it's now, kind of Raylo ish to draw yeah, it to another modern ship. Yeah. It's very Raylo, but it would have made more sense of yeah. Raylo at least. Yeah, I don't know. At least, anyway. at least they were both somewhat grown teenagers it just my complaint that i was that i've voiced a couple times is that aside from the fact that i think it's a silly way to end the show um you know both zuko and Sokka get to have like actual relationships with age appropriate people and poor katara just gets like totally stuck with, i mean like, well i mean he's the hero but there's elementary school like, i think their age gap is it's only like Two years, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I think, I think she's I maybe think only supposed to be fourteen. Or yeah. she's fourteen, and he's. No, it's, yeah. it starts. He's he, he's twelve, he's and 12. she's fourteen. Oh, yeah, is he 12? and the whole. Sh- that the whole I don't know show. if you guys though remember being twelve and fourteen. Like that's not exactly like being. Oh God, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a I was pivotal two years. I, I, I was I a fucking mess at age twelve. I was a fucking <laughs> mess at age uh, like eighteen, honestly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I do want to say, though, uh, Suki, we didn't get to talk much about her, but she's a great Yeah, Suki's great. And she works so of, well with Yeah, and I love when, characters. like, I, I, yeah, I was so happy. I sort of mentioned it briefly, but yeah, I was so happy when she showed back up. When yeah. I was just like, oh, cool. She's back. Great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Good show. Anyway. Good show. Um, so, uh,. <clears throat> Avatar the show. Are we gonna give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? We can give it a thumbs up from me. I give it two. Up, up, up. Two thumbs. Two, two thumbs, thumbs up. up. Double thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Um, what would you guys rate the show out of four? Out of out Jada. of four. Um, I think somewhere between a three and a three and a half, probably. Maybe uh, I'll give it a three and a half out of four. It was. <laughs> he looks yeah, so relieved. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, we we've mentioned it had its issues, but no, overall successful, successful show, fun to watch. I would probably lean towards giving it a full four out of four, only because for me, because I was, I mentioned earlier, I was like the perfect eight. I was the target audience when this. Yeah, came you were out. a twelve-year-old boy yeah. when it came out. I, yeah, I was that the same helps. age as Ang when it came out, and was watching yeah. it like as I went, Whereas, finished up middle school and went I, through high school. So it, literally old enough to be Aang's mother watching this right now, like literally old enough. And I think yeah, oh it's, it's a different perspective. Yeah. No, yeah. so it was, so it, um, don't kiss my child. Right. Guitar. Exactly. 
<laughs> so it it definitely Everyone's and there was and there was probably and when when I watched it being the same age, there probably was some projection on my part happening there, like or wish fulfillment to an extent. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. like oh. The Luke Skywalker, yeah, same, same it's like my Buffy thing. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. you're like, yeah. I that could be me so, if I was the. So that was one, yeah. that was a part of it for me, and part of it too was it was it was probably the first like time that I watched a children's show or quote unquote children's show and really realized that there was something else there. Like, cause because I watched mm-hmm. I watched all the DC cartoons growing up as a kid. But it really wasn't until I revisited those later in life than when I first saw them that I was like, oh, this is, like, way darker than, you know, what I first realized. Or, you know, it's, you know, there's so much more to this than what, you know, was there at the surface level. And, I mean, there there's certainly issues with Avatar. It's not perfect, but, I mean, like, it it sets the bar so high for me. I, I still got to give it a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think, I think with, like, movies it's a lot harder to nitpick just because they have to be right. so tight and like tv has to fill yeah like a freaking episode like limit and stuff so i mean i'm complaining about some fillers in seasons one and three but like in the end like even like the wire has bad filler sure, sure. episodes yeah. and wire is the perfect yeah. show um and i think especially being a kid's show that had to entertain kids and is still watchable and enjoyable as an adult it's just something right. so impressive that I could not, I, I can't not yeah. give it a four. Um, now the movie, um, who wants to give, <laughs> Jen, it's just almost yeah, like, like spit stakes. Okay. Uh, anyone want to give it a thumbs up? No. Can I get, can I give it, can I like take a thumb away from it? Right, yeah. It's like, can I cut can off I, can my I, thumb? Can I cut What's off, the option can here? Can I cut off M. Night's thumb so that way he never yeah. makes another film? Yeah. So he can't hold a camera? I, he, he, just as long as we give him like less than ten million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Then yeah, he can yeah. Make a let movie. him let him go make a movie. Make him work within a limit. See what yeah, he can do. Exactly. He yeah. needs he needs limits. Exactly. <laughs> um, Jana. I mean, what are you gonna give I, it out of four? A half, a quarter. <laughs> I don't think I don't think even zero. <laughs> like it exists. Um, <laughs> it's a movie that was made. It is technically a it movie. It is technically a movie. I guess a half star. Like, I, it's not. It's not even a one star movie for me. It's so bad. Scott, Scott, are you gonna be bold yeah, enough to I mean, say I, zero? I give zero. It's pe- You're just going zero. It's 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 a steaming pile. It's a steaming pile of dinosaur <laughs> shit. You're like, it's not a movie. It's, actually, it's so yeah. bad. There's yeah, no, um, not a, in my mind. There's there's just not a redeemable quality to be found like it's there's really not i can find a redeeming quality in almost anything and i couldn't find the one room in this. has redeeming qualities yes. troll 2 has redeeming okay. qualities <laughs> batman and robin I... has a redeeming quality sure yeah the, the last the last here. airbender okay has there's nothing no quality i feel like well okay redeemed. unlike a lot of people i ubiquitously hate the room like you don't get I any don't enjoyment out of it. Not, not, not. I think not it can be funny in like thirty second clips, but when I have to go through all those sex scenes, <laughs> all those anyway, like sex yeah. life? weird scenes I, with the mom. I, I'm not saying you and, should ever sit down and watch it by yourself, but I, I've watched it twice with like large groups. Um, you heard every what the time I've watched said, it, it's been I'm with not groups. Gonna see around yeah. much longer. God, now I just want to watch the room again. I know. Yeah. 
it's, it's Why so, are like, you doing this to me? I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I, I, I've seen it with groups of friends, still and I do still it. don't find it fun. I did not hit her. At least, like... I did not. <laughs> at least they, they they were, like, trying. Yeah, like, no, the, the, the man had a vision. They, they, he had yeah. a vision. <laughs> you gotta give him that. There, there wasn't even a vision no. in this movie. Like, they, like... It felt like a corporate was, cash grab trying to make a big grab. sequel. And, and he swears, and he, he swears that he had a vision and passion, no, and it's it just like, well, grab. it did not come. I through. just Nick, Nickelo- Nickelodeon I was behind the budgeting of it, and that's that's yeah, all. Yeah, it's know. weird seeing it like that's Nickelodeon films yeah. when the movie starts, and it's like I don't feel good about yeah. this. So that's yeah. that's all you need to know <laughs> is that they were behind it, and it was one hundred and twenty percent a cash grab. Yep. Uh yeah. Um, All that being said, I think I gotta go with Scott you're here. Zero. Wow. Like, and I, I, I think, I, if if I feel like there was at least a vision, like at least a, an attempt to make something entertaining, something artistic, something enjoyable. Nope. There just isn't. There just just no it's not joy. a movie. This is zero. No vision. No art. No so, nothing. Just dirt being thrown around. That that's a good way to describe it. Anyway, thanks everyone for joining us for this bonus episode. It was really fun chatting Avatar. Thank you to Scott for joining us as our special guest Woo. to talk Avatar, and we'll have you back if we ever do a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog um, special. <laughs> any episode, any which... any weeaboo themed episodes? <laughs> you know. Just shoot me a text. And fair I'll, I'll, fair I'll, enough. I'll, we I'll, know where to find I'll you. I'll be there with my answer the call blanket and tea and other weeaboo <laughs> things. Pocky sticks. Are those still a thing? They're still things. Um, I don't know. They still sell them at all the, you know, Asian markets F-Y-E. in LA. Yeah. FYE. Oh, Jesus. I didn't think you were old enough for FYE. Come on. Wait, was that an old I mean, thing? I don't know. F- it's, it it's been around for a while. The, I, I actually... I just didn't think there were any around anymore. I remember bef- before oh, FYE, there was Suncoast. Yes. I yeah. remember Suncoast. Suncoast was, Sun Coast Sun, was Sun awesome. Suncoast was really my jam uh, as a kid. All right, Dylan, let's wrap it up. Roger out. Roger out, everybody. Roger out. And when I go to the movies, I am that person on the screen. I am having vicariously an experience that happened to someone else. And that makes me a better person. That to see good films and to see important films is one of the most profoundly civilized experiences that we can have as people. We have lost Janet at the final Uh-oh, fucking second. I'm the All host right. now. Hold on. Um, so we can get her let me back see if in. I can get Janet yeah. back. Work some. Uh, work some uh, post. Shop, shop it and post. <laughs> uh, we have three more sentences. <laughs> So, are you like all on the pot? Are you? There we are. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we, we have to just uh, say Roger. Remember, get the remember fuck when out I warned here. you this was going to happen? That this happened to me earlier today in my work Zoom. Uh, I had like a whole thing I was going to say, but yes, we should wrap it up so that. And I was so proud of myself that we weren't going to have any big edits because, like, we were really focused this episode. But no, all right, workshop it and post. <laughs> it's fine. I yeah, I didn't even. I you know. How, much self-control it took to not interrupt the podcast to talk about the fact that the Braves put down 29 runs against the Marlins tonight. Wait, what? They did 20, not. Tw- 29. You're 29. kidding. They almost hit 30. I was hoping they'd do it. 
Um, You're I'm joking. not joking. The I know the Indians the lost three nothing wanted... to the Royals, which makes me want yeah, to die inside. The... The Brewers beat the Tigers 19-0 earlier today, and then the Braves took a look at that and said, how about uh, we do more, and 29-9. I literally almost interrupted the podcast like three times. I'm kind of surprised that wasn't reversed, considering how bad the Braves pitching has been this year. Because, like, all their pitchers are basically dead right now. Yeah. But but to be fair, like, the Braves hitting is awesome. The quartet of Cunha, Albies, Freeman, uh, Ozuna is... You, you can put that up against any other teams. Like you, even four. Swanson and Darnad yeah. are having like Swanson's pretty good years. Yeah, well, I mean he he got rookie of the year, right? No. Right? No, no, I no, think no, he no. was rookie of the year. He wasn't even close. He was horrible oh. as rookie of the year. He maybe it was his, he had a good so year he, when early he first on. got called up in 2016 in his cup of coffee. Uh, he was he, that's he was probably what I'm thinking decent. of. And then yeah. he was back and, following, like, two years. And I, I know Albies isn't, like, a great hitter. He's more of a great defender. He's a, he's a pretty good hitter. But, uh, he, he, had, he had some ugly splits I mean, his first season. But then last year, last a, year he cleaned it up a he little has a bit. Sub si- he has a sub-600 OPS this year. I Honestly, I don't know how much I would buy anyone's stats this year numbers from this that's year. true yeah. but i he, he he had three hits today so um, either right. way like but fucking I let's talk. i i did that let's wrap up the podcast yeah, we, wrap this up. <laughs> we gotta go we had three, it's almost we had midnight three sentences to say right. roger out roger out that and roger is true. Out. all right 